the voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Coldwater Cardinal basketball is on the air. Sloan back in, setting a screen for Downs. Downs, pull up three, top of the key is good! Two in a row for Downs. Downs to the left, off a screen set by Rotosiler. Kick the ball out to Crabtree, left wing three. He's good! That's the way to end the third quarter. Tonight's game is brought to you by Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers, by Paul Lang of Bailey and Wood Mortgage Lender, by Bobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, by Branch County Abstract and Title, by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Diana Butler, by Case Realty Group, by CNO Insurance, by Culey's Jewelry, by El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, by Furniture and Mattress Warehouse, and by Hass Kwood PC. Ball comes to Ellie Foley, wide open. Trey is good from the right wing. Foley now has 10. Tonight's game is also brought to you by Hillside Motor Sales, by Integrity Apparel Screen Printing and Embroidery, by Mancino's Pizza and Grinders, by Matt Hale at Homes, by McDonald's of Branch County, by Midwestern Realty Group, by Nottawa Gas Company, by Surpro of Branch and Southern Calhoun Counties, by Union Pallet and Container, by Edward Jones Financial Advisor BJ West, and by Willows Bar and Grill, all proud members of the WTVB Sports Boosters Club. Here's Downs on the left wing, three-pointer, good! Have a night, Brandon Downs. <laughs> Brandon and Spencer doing the uh, fist bumps at mid-court. Here comes Nick Wilson down the middle. Gives the ball up to Ethan Crabtree. He's going to go for the flush in front of the stoop. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> That's going to be the first of uh, probably many we're going to see this year. And warm greetings from the Coach Floyd E.B. Gymnasium at Coldwater High School. Coldwater Cardinal girls and boys basketball on the air on Hall of Fame night. It's the Coldwater Cardinals entertaining the Hastings Saxons. I'm Sean Watson. To my left is Coach Mike Murphy. Three days and 10 inches of snow later. How are you holding up? Yeah, boy, uh, quite the uh, quite the break for the kids here. Three in a row and into the weekend. So, uh yeah, but we're ready for Hall of Fame night. Always a, a big, a big night at the Floyd E.B. here. See, and looking forward to it. Yeah, three, three uh, snow days in a row. That's half the uh, allotment allowed by the State Department of Education, if I recall correctly. I wondered where we were with that. Uh, it's six this year. Ah, okay. And if necessary, a school system can petition the State Department of Education for an additional three, in case of super extenuating circumstances. Yeah, certainly a little. Uh, last I knew, it was four, and um, it's kind of kind of been a varied number uh, through the years. Hopefully, knock on wood, the classes will get back to normal throughout Branch County on Monday. A lot of games are canceled uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, knock on wood, we'll get everything in the can for uh, Hall of Fame night. And by the end of the night, uh, not only honoring our uh, seven new inductees, but also talk about a couple of Cardinal wins. Yeah, and it was nice that we could get this in. Uh, you know, we weren't sure about Hastings, what their situation would be up there, but glad that they could make the trip down. We didn't have to go into the weekend, especially with the busy week the Cardinals have next week. You're talking about the Cardinal boys with three games next week. We'll uh, touch on that when we start talking about the boys contest but first we'll take this two-minute break and get you set up for the girls showdown between the cardinals and saxons uh, battle for third place in the i8 standings tip off 
Set to get underway in about 26 minutes. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. If you're nearing retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have a lot of questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Diana Butler. Let's work together to ensure your finances can keep up with your unique needs over the long haul. You've done what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of your retirement. Stop by my office at 863 East Chicago Street in Coldwater or call 279-0541. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. HassKwood PC. Lawyers where you live. Lawyers you can trust. Is your family looking forward to camping this summer? We sure are. Time to go to the RV show, Daddy. The show is on, and it's at Advantage One RV. Hey, I know you. You're Chase Halet, the RV guy at Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers in Coldwater. That's me. You don't need an RV show to get a great deal on an RV. We have a huge selection of previously owned RVs on the lot and waiting for a new owner. Every day is a sale day at Advantage One RV. Come look at this selection. You know you're going to get a great deal. Gently used RVs can save you money and provide great camping memories for years to come. And if your family has outgrown your current RV, bring it here and we'll sell it for you. And then all you have to do is just pick up a check. We'll sell your RV, boat, horse trailer, car, truck, motorcycle. If it's on wheels, we can sell it for you. It's that easy. Nothing hard about picking up a check. Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers, one mile east of Meyer on US 12 Coldwater. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd E.B. Gymnasium. I'm Sean Watson. He's Mike Murphy and Justin Lopshires back at the WTVB studios producing and engineering tonight's broadcast. All three and a half to four hours of it because we got both games and three shorter Hall of Fame induction segments that will take place at halftime of the girls game. Uh, before the warm-up period of, of the boys' game and at halftime of the boys' game because there's a total of seven Hall of Fame inductees being recognized tonight. Six of them are here. Mackenzie Zinn could not make her way out of uh, Arizona. <laughs> Lucky her. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the uh, six that are going to be here are Kelsey bowers Clausen and Becca Schott, and they will be recognized along with uh, printed poster of Mackenzie Zinn during halftime of the uh, girls' game. We've also got uh, Brendan Spangler and Nate Waterbury, Logan Taggart, and Jack Versaw. Yeah, and uh, it's just nice to, uh, certainly a more recent class uh, this year and last year, really they're representing, but nice to have uh, uh, a group that we've seen within just the last 10 to 12 years. And, and uh, so it's going to be fun. It'll be a fun night for them, fun night for all in attendance start off our preview of the girls basketball game between Coldwater and Hastings by taking a look at the current standings. Of course, Parma Western all alone atop the I-8 at 8-0. They improved to 13-1 thanks to a last-second win against the number one team in Division Three, Ypsilanti Arbor Prep on Tuesday night, 56-55, the way it transpired. Hillary Griffin was driving for what would be the game-tying uh, bucket 
near the end of regulation. She made it. She was fouled on that basket, and she drained the three-point play to give the Panthers the one-point win, and we're going to be seeing uh, Western in a week and a half. Boy, that's, uh, you know, a play like that, when, when you've got a, a actual leading high scorer like Hillary Griffin, uh, you know who you want to go to at the end of the game. And, and a win like that over a quality opponent, boy, that, that gives you a lot of confidence going into February. Their only loss, incidentally, was uh, last Tuesday to the number one team in Division Two, the Detroit Edison Public School Academy. So behind them, two games behind Western in second place in the I-8. Marshall's at 6-2 and two and 9-5 and five overall. And then you got a three-way logjam for third place between the Northwest Mounties, the Hastings Saxons, and the Coldwater Cardinals, who are all at 5-3 and three in the league. Mounties 9-4. and four. Overall, Saxons 9-5, and five, and the Cardinals 8-5. and five. Uh, Hastings and Marshall were actually tied for second place last Friday, heading into their showdown uh, up at Hastings High School, but Saxons lost to the Red Hawks 49-41 last Friday. They did, and... Uh uh, you know, Hastings is looking back at their schedule. They had a huge one-point victory over Northwest earlier in the season, and that's kind of created that, that three-way jam. And, of course, their win over the Cardinals very early in the season as well. In last Friday's game, Macy Winnegar, 16 points, two rebounds, and three steals. Madison Pettengill had nine points and five rebounds. Brooklyn Youngs, five points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. Bailey Cook didn't score, but she led the team in rebounding with nine. Yeah, and uh, the first game we had with Hastings, which, of course, was way early in December, they got out to that 16-3 lead up at their place and, and didn't look back, really. The Cardinals got back to within four points, uh, Coach Smoker was saying, but just couldn't quite get back all the way in that first meeting. So I would say that the coaching change that happened during the offseason, Chase Young's in his first season coaching the Saxon varsity girls. It's worked out pretty well for them. Again, they're 9-5 and five overall, 5-3 five and three in the Interstate 8. Macy Winnegar, the junior, leading the team with 11.7 points. 2.3 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and 2.7 steals a game. Bree Barnes, 6.5 points, 3.4 rebounds a game. Brooklyn Young's. 5.8 points, 2.9 rebounds, 1.8 steals a game, and uh, so on down the list. Uh, we've seen uh, what Macy Winnegar has done the past couple of years on some uh, not great teams. Uh, fortunately, there's some support. Yeah, and to go from two wins a year ago, and I believe that was, what, their first win in the league uh, since they had come back in it. Right, and, and it was also their first win in two years, too, that, yeah. that they had last year. And to go to nine wins this year, nine and five, that's an a awesome turnaround with basically the same group of girls. So, uh, you know, they've been much more aggressive, both ends of the floor, defensively and offensively, and uh, it's led to an outstanding season so far for them. Meanwhile, the Coldwater Cardinals have also exceeded expectations at this point in the season. Uh, we mentioned the three-way tie for third in the I-8 at 5-3. and three. They improved to 8-5 and five overall after the 47-22 win against Three Rivers that we broadcast on Tuesday night. 
career-high 21 points for Ellie Foley. She also had three rebounds and four steals. Mallory Wilder came this close to having a double-double, nine points, ten rebounds, also two assists and four steals. Emma Porter getting the start and performing well, five points and three rebounds, four steals. Macy Stout, I think this is, what, her second or third game on the varsity, four points and six boards. Yeah, Mallory really gave the Cardinals a spark coming in after missing about three games. And uh, Ellie Foley just continues to have an amazing freshman year, shooting 49% from the field, 39 from three, and 76% of her free throws. And, and uh, her and Ellie Anderson have been a real shot in the arm for Coach Ken Smoker's Lady Cards. That adds up to almost a 13-point-per-game average for Foley. Five-and-a-half rebounds, 2.2 assists, 3.1 steals. Mallory Wilbur, 5.7 points, 2.9 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.9 steals a game. And Ellie Anderson, third on the team in scoring at five points and 5.2 rebounds a game, also 1.3 steals a game. Yeah, and, and the two freshmen are their leading rebounders on the season. Ellie Foley has a couple more than the other Ellie Anderson. And uh, Foley also leads the team in assists. So it's, they've really made an impact in just their first year on the varsity. And you've been telling me you saw the eighth grade A team the other day, and they look pretty good in uh, the win that you saw them uh, in. Uh, when, when was that? Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, earlier in the week, Sean, and yeah, they've got a couple of girls that are really gonna, uh, gonna help the Cards in the near future. Uh, they looked really, really strong. Well, the future long-term is looking pretty good for uh, Coach Ken Smoker's program. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's certainly uh, not gonna be an empty, empty barrel here shortly. Uh, they're certainly gonna miss a couple of those seniors, but, but yeah, good things looking ahead. Take this two-minute break and talk about the boys' matchup later tonight between Coldwater and Hastings. You're listening to Cardinal Basketball on WTVB. A fire in your home or business is nothing you ever planned on, but it is something you can plan for by calling on the Fire and Water Cleanup and Restoration Specialists, ServPro a Branch and Southern Calhoun Counties, or ServPro.com. That's where you'll find a team of highly trained professionals who are committed to helping you develop a plan to make sure you're ready for whatever happens. With an emergency-ready profile from ServPro, you'll take confidence in knowing that when the things that matter the most are on the line, they will be too, because you can't keep fire damage from taking control of your home or business. But with an emergency-ready profile from ServPro, you can make sure it doesn't take control of your life. So before fire and water damage strikes, make sure you're ready to strike back with the cleanup specialist the insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 517-278-5261 or at ServPro.com. ServPro of Branch in Southern Calhoun Counties helping make fire and water damage like it never happened. Call 517-278-5261. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Business owners, when you're ready to get your business noticed, see me at Integrity Apparel, Screen Printing and Embroidery in Coldwater. Hi, this is Al Rackesey. At Integrity Apparel, we know the importance of taking your logo with you wherever you go. And there's no better way than with custom silk screened or embroidered apparel. 
From shirts, coats, hats, and just about any other clothing item, Integrity Apparel can set your entire staff up. Along with being great advertising, Custom Apparel makes a thoughtful, team-building gift for your employees. Ask us about custom banners and promotional materials, too. Integrity Apparel is also known for team wear and uniforms. Come in and check out our in-stock clothing in most area school colors, along with varsity jackets, sweatshirts, polos, and jerseys. Small and large orders are welcome. If your team needs spirit wear or corporate apparel, we can help. Give us a call at 278-8101 or stop by the store at 52 West Chicago Street in downtown Coldwater. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd Eby Gymnasium. We're about another 13 minutes or so away from the tip of the girls' basketball game between Coldwater and Hastings. Once that wraps up, and once the second of the three many induction ceremonies for this year's Athletic Hall of Fame class gets wrapped up, uh, we'll be talking boys' basketball between Coldwater and Hastings. Hastings in last place in the I-8 at 0-8. They won their opener way back on December 7th against Delton Kellogg, but they've lost 12 in a row since then, which makes their overall record 1-12. and And last Friday, they had their lowest scoring output of the season when they lost at Marshall, 59-15. 15. Boy, yeah. And a couple of weeks before that, they uh, lost at Northwest, 67-26. So they've really had a, a tough stretch here the last few games in particular. Uh, and, you know, it's a team that we're used to seeing win, win a few games each year. So, yeah, not sure what's happened with uh, the Saxons and Rich Long since we saw them real early in the season. Well, when we saw them earlier in the season, uh, we saw the Cardinals take a 24-2 lead after the first quarter, and it was all downhill from there. 48-15, the Cardinals led at the half. Coldwater beat the Saxons up in Hastings. This was back on December 17th, 72-28 for the Saxons. Um, their leading scorer was Leighton Eastman, who only had seven points and a couple steals. Andrew Forbes had six points and six rebounds. Uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, remember the double-double that uh, Brandon Downs had? Boy, that's a long time ago. 14 <laughs> points and 11 steals. Oh, that was the game. He had all the steals. Okay. Ethan Crabtree led all scorers that night with 19 points, six rebounds, three assists. Last time out for the Cardinal boys was last Friday up at Lumen Christie. The very interesting contest. The score was tied after the first quarter, 13 all. Goldwater led 31-27 at the halftime break. Wow, what a third quarter they had. They outscored Lumen Christie 24-1 in that third quarter and then wrapped it up with a 12-7 fourth quarter. Final score, 67-35, Cardinals. <laughs> we, were, we were kidding Coach Buckman about that. Oh, another second half uh, example, huh? He said, yeah, you know, Lumen really just took it to us in that first half. They played really well, and we weren't ready. And, and so the boys learned a lesson in that first half and uh, came out and played like they're capable of in that second half. 
no real gaudy scoring numbers in the group from last Friday night. Brandon Downs led the way with 12 points, four rebounds, four assists, and three steals. Dante Work had 11 points, five rebounds, and two blocks. Ethan Crabtree, 10 points, two rebounds, and assists, and three steals. Evan Sloan had a double-double, 10 points and 12 rebounds. He also had four blocks, and Lou LeBron had nine points, seven rebounds, and five assists. We were talking earlier in the season, uh, we knew that Ethan Crabtree and Brandon Downs were going to be delivering uh, most of the scoring output. Uh, fourth year on the varsity. Ethan now averaging 16.5 points per game. Brandon Downs at 14.3. Uh, we were wondering who the third scorer was going to emer- uh, wind up emerging. And uh, thus far, it's been uh, neck and neck between Dante Work and Lou LeBron. Dante now up to 10.3 points and 6.9 rebounds a game. Uh, Ethan leading the way in rebounding with eight and a half a night. Lou LeBron now up to 8.2 points a game. Yeah, Dante with those couple big 20-point efforts has got that season average up to 10 now, and he's really becoming a force, gaining confidence inside. And and then it was good to see Evan have that double-double at Lumen because uh, the two big guys, boy, when, when they start working inside like they're capable of, uh, that's just a very tough team. Evan Sloan, incidentally, averaging seven points and 6.8 rebounds a game. Yes, he is. And, and uh, you know, it, certainly they've got uh, a couple of teams that they should beat convincingly here between here and Portage Northern on Monday. But then on Tuesday, of course, they go to Warren D. LaSalle, and that's going to be uh, certainly one of the best teams in the state. So it'll be fun to measure themselves with that game. Next week is going to be uh, challenging overall after the back-to-back games against Portage Northern next Monday. De La Salle Collegiate next Tuesday. The rematch with Marshall next Friday. Yeah, it's a very challenging week next week for sure. But, hey, that's that's what you want this time of year, especially when your record's 9-1 and, and, and you want to get yourself ready for tournament time. Incidentally, if you were checking out the uh, Michigan AP rankings from this past week, you got Marshall at number eight in Division Two, Benton Harbor number seven in D2, and over in D1, uh, Warren De La Salle showing up as uh, number nine. Yeah, and, and uh, of course the schedule they play, it's going to be very interesting. But Marshall, that's uh, that certainly will be one the Cardinals point for the revenge game when they uh, lost up there early in the season. For the folks that might not remember, Marshall handed Coldwater thus far their only loss the season, 64-55, back on January 7th. We will go ahead and take this one-minute break, and when we return, it'll be this week's edition of This Week in High School Sports from the MHSAA Network. You are listening to Coldwater Cardinal Basketball on WTVB. Life changes, then it changes again. Predicting the unexpected is impossible. That's why it's called unexpected. So when it comes to your financial goals, our philosophy is don't predict, prepare. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Diana Butler. A job loss, change in health, or loss of a loved one can have a big impact on your family's financial security. Let's work together to help make sure you're equipped for life's unexpected events. Stop by my office at 863 East Chicago Street in Coldwater or call 279-0541. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Matt Hale at Homes has a new model home and they can't wait for you to tour it. With all the new features, it's sure to be a favorite. Just ask the Halets. This place is sweet. If we lived here, this would be my room. Hey, let's act like we do live here and get this place cleaned up. Who wants the sweet dust? Shine up the sinks. 
Garrett, Carson, Brody. I just remembered I have homework. Bye. Ask about special pricing on the new model. Visit MattHaleAtHomes.com or stop by and see them on US 12 east of Coldwater. Matt Hale at Homes, built around family. It's time to start thinking about playoff brackets for winter sports, and the running community loses a huge advocate. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. I'm John Ross, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. Welcome to February and the home stretch of our winter sports regular seasons and start of our postseason tournaments. Boys and girls basketball will again seed the top two teams in each district, using the Michigan Power Rating, or MPR. For hockey, the top two teams in each regional will be seeded using MPR. This process was used for the first time in hockey during last year's postseason. MPR updates in real time, and you can search by the entire state, by division, or even within a specific district for basketball or regional for hockey. You can also see how each team's MPR was calculated by clicking on that team's name. The top-seeded teams will be placed on opposite sides of the bracket, allowing for a potential matchup of top seeds in the district final for basketball or regional final for hockey. You can always check the live MPR table for each sport by going to mhsaa.com MPR. The hockey bracket will be announced on Sunday, February 13th, the girls' basketball bracket on Sunday, February 20th, and the boys' bracket one week after that on Sunday, February 27th. For tournament dates and locations, check out MHSAA.com. Game balls this week go to Detroit Denby's Amanda Stewart. She hit a game-winning three-pointer with just 12 seconds left and a 43-41 win over Detroit Mumford. The win moves Denby to 8-3 overall and 4-2 in the Public School League Blue Division. Birmingham United's Ben Catlin, the hockey forward, scored twice in a 5-2 win over the M1 Griffins. The win moves United to 13-3-1 overall and gives them a great shot at winning the OAA Red Conference. And to Petoskey wrestler Trevor Swiss. The junior earned a first-place finish in the Northern Michigan Championships, beating Oscoda's Anthony Ward in the title match. Swiss is now 32-1 this year. Need money for college? You need my student aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Sam Davis. When watching a college or NBA game, the last two minutes of the game can seem like it takes forever, especially in recent years where more and more judgment calls made by officials are subject to instant replay. At the high school level, video is not used to make a ruling or confirm or overturn a call made during the course of the contest. The only time video review is used in basketball at the high school level is at the MHSAA semi and final games. In these games, video review can be used only to determine if a shot was released in time at the end of the fourth quarter or overtime, or if that shot was a two-point or three-point field goal attempt. MHSAA believes that this very limited use of replay in these games, the very end of the tournament series in boys and girls basketball, is the right call. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. 
Go to the MHSAA website now to register. On the list of people who helped advance high school cross country and track and field in Michigan, Charlie Janke's name is certainly on it up near the top. He was the track and cross country coach at Jackson High starting in 1966 up until 1990 in track in 2003 in cross country, but he still stayed connected to the sports. Janke was a member of the Michigan Interscholastic Track Coaches Association, and he was inducted into their Hall of Fame and the Michigan High School Coaches Association Hall of Fame. The cross-country course at Ellis Sharp Park in Jackson is named for Janke. Unfortunately, Charlie Janke passed away on December 30th at the age of 85. He was a native of Detroit and attended Central Michigan to play football before getting into educational athletics. While he will certainly be missed, his presence in both track and cross-country will be felt for years to come, especially in the Jackson area. Read more about Charlie at secondhalf.mhsaa.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. What's new at your local real estate connection and lake specialist in Coldwater? When it comes to real estate, if you're ready to buy or sell, call Rachel Tell. Hi, I'm Rachel at Case Realty, formerly Sherry Halet Homes and Recreational Properties. We have a new name, Case Realty Group. Even though the name has changed, we're still your local real estate connection and lake specialist. Check us out online at caserealtygroup.com. A new name, but the same great service and expertise in Branch and Hillsdale counties. Buy or sell, call Rachel Tell. Go to caserealtygroup.com. If you're staying closer to home these days, backyard birding is a great year-round hobby. And Nottawa Gas in Nottawa and Tecancha have everything you need to connect to the fascinating world right outside your window. But it's not just for the birds at Nottawa Gas. Check out their selection of Traeger Grills, the number one selling wood pellet grill on the market today. Plus, you also find quality-made Phoenix Grills and Smokin' Brother Grills. From birds to grills, it's Nottawa Gas. Just east of Nottawa on M66 and south of Tecancha on Old 27. Or shop online at NottawaGas.com. Love is in the air at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant. Bring your sweetheart for dinner and drinks. Enjoy Rose Campoya for a special price, just $10.99. Order up house margaritas, a 12-ounce, $2.99, 16-ounce, $3.99, or the jumbo for $5.99. You'll love the outstanding service and great atmosphere at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant. The best authentic Mexican food is served at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant in downtown Coldwater and in the Kroger Plaza, Hillsdale. The voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Starting lineup for tonight's girls basketball game between Coldwater and Hastings. Starting off with the host Cardinals 8-5 overall, 5-3 in the Interstate 8 under head coach Ken Smoker. In the backcourt, Mallory Wilbur, 5-6 senior. Kara Miller, 5-4 sophomore. And Ellie Foley. A 5'7 freshman. Up front will be Anna Demeester, 5'8 senior, and Ellie Anderson, a 5'11 freshman. For the Hastings Saxons, 9-5 overall, also 5-3 in the Interstate 8 under first-year head coach Chase Youngs. Got senior Brooklyn Youngs, junior Bailey Cook, senior Brianna Barnes, junior Macy Winnegar, and senior Madison Pettengill. Let's hear your keys to tonight's girls game. Well, the girls will need to take care of the ball a little better than they have the last couple games. Certainly a point of contention for Coach Smoker. They need to continue their excellent ball movement. They've just been really uh, at the, the height of that execution of late offensively, and it's created good shots that they've been able to knock down. Their scoring's been better of late. 
And then finally, Sean, both these teams really have overachieved at this point from what they were predicted, and it's kind of because of the defense. So both teams will really try to limit their opponents defensively. Ellie Anderson and Madison Pettengill will jump at center circle. Ball is in the air, and it's tracked down in the backcourt by uh, the Hastings Saxons. They will move from right to left here in the first half in their road. Navy blue jerseys with the maize numerals and trim. Cardinals starting out man-to-man -man defensively. They're wearing their home whites with the red numerals and trim. Sky hook missed from the left blocks by Brooklyn Youngs. Rebound put back. Put back is good for Madison Pettengill, and Hastings draws first blood 2-0. Anna Demeester, right wing up top. It comes to Ellie Anderson and now to Wilbur. Foley slings it to Anderson. She'll try and drive baseline, cut off by Pettengill. Kicks the ball out to Demeester. Ball almost stolen by Hastings. Bounce pass intended for Tara Miller. Whiz Pastor went out of bounds. So turnover number one. Giving the ball to the Hastings Saxons. And right away, the Cardinals are going to throw out a press. Yeah, a little man-to-man -man press. Inbound pass tracked down by Brianna Barnes. Now Madison Pettengill throws between the circles to Macy Winninger. She launches a three from the left wing. Too strong. Rebound to Bailey Cook. Comes back to Winninger. Yeah, two offensive rebounds already for Hastings. And they're, they're, lar they're big. You know, they're, this is probably the biggest team Cardinals play in the league. Ellie Anderson's listed at 5'11". I'd say her defender, Madison Pettengill, may be about six foot, although... They still don't post heights on the Hastings roster. <clears throat> Cardinals get a steal. Here's, oh my goodness, Ellie Foley attempted the three-pointer. It was blocked by Bree Barnes. Ellie Foley comes back to block Barnes on her take to the rack, but Ellie Foley commits the first foul of the game. Well, that was kind it. of an ill-advised, first off, it was an ill-advised three-point try by Ellie Foley trying to come off a screen, but... <laughs> Uh, Brianna Barnes was right there to get the block. Well, and you just don't see Ellie take bad shots, so that, that was highly unusual. We just got to make sure she doesn't get a second foul here the next quarter or so. It's now 3-0 Hastings. Barnes making the first of two from the free throw line. Second one is down, is up. It's off the back of the rim. Rebound ripped away by Anna Demeester. To Meester, to Miller. Miller moving off a couple of screens to the left wing, underhands it on the weave to Foley. Out to the perimeter, swinging around to Miller on the left corner. Driving, triple team out her. Back out to the perimeter. Demeester trying to get it to Tara Miller. It was knocked away by Madison Pettengill. Cardinals will retain possession. 6-14 left in the first quarter. They trail 3-0. Well, good ball movement again by the Cardinals. We've been used to seeing, but boy, Hastings plays some very good man-to-man -man defense, too. Here's Kara Miller, right corner, cut off. Throws it out to Ellie Foley. Now Foley up top to Anderson, around to Demeester on the left wing. Gets it back to Foley. Here's Ellie Anderson driving baseline right side. Triple team on her, and that triple team knocks the ball into the pet band section to our right. It's a very aggressive man-to-man -man defense, and uh, we saw this first time around. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big part of their success so far this year. Anderson throws the ball to Foley inside off of Kara Miller's hands and the ball taken away by Brooklyn Youngs for Hastings. Number double zero on your program. Ball comes to Macy Winnegar. 
Miller is on her. Winterger cut off the free throw line out to the right corner. An air ball launched and missed by Hastings. Here come the Cardinals. Wilbur Miller over her hands, tracks it down, underhands it to Al. Anderson launches a three-pointer. She throws up an air ball. Oh, back-to-back long threes, and here comes Bree Barnes to Macy Winnegar. 3 nothing Saxons, 5.08 left to play in the first quarter. Barnes on the right wing. Up top it comes to Pettengill. Pettengill being honked by Anderson. Ball comes inside, trying to post up. Was Bailey Cook. Comes back out to Winnegar. Winnegar driving the right blocks. The runner no good. Rebound put back. Is going to rattle in for Pettengill. She has four points. Bree Barnes with a single free throw. Cardinals have nothing. And they call a 30-second timeout with 4.46 left in the quarter. Yeah, all three possessions Hastings has had down at their end. They've got offensive rebounds on to uh, score in a couple of them. So I think Coach Smoker is saying, hey, we've got to do a better job boxing out. Got to keep them off the boards. Uh, just not the way you want to start the game here so far. Hastings being patient offensively, working for good shots. There's a really good double team down here that Ellie Anderson got on a uh, post player down low, but Hastings got that second attempt, and they lead 5-0. Cardinal ball coming out of the timeout. Yeah, Jayla Sloan uh, wasn't available Tuesday night, but she's back in the lineup now tonight. She inbounded the ball too fully. Sloan is a 5-5 sophomore. Mallory Wilbur on the right wing. Swing it to Demeester, left side. Demeester up top to Foley. Foley trying to dribble, penetrate down the middle. Draws a foul as she was blocked from behind. Got the nod of approval from her father, John Foley, to her right. <laughs> yeah, and Coach Smoker really wants to see more of that out of Ellie to fake that three and go inside because uh, she's got that ability. She's been doing it a little more of late. So, Madison Pettengill with the first Hastings foul of the game. First of two rattles in for Ellie Foley. The Cardinals finally get on the scoreboard. They trail 5-1 to one with 4.22 left to play in quarter number one. Second one is good as well. Cardinals shave the lead to three, five to two. And they are pressing. Ball comes to Carly Warner, sideline right in the backcourt. Now get it to Brooklyn Youngs, a double team on her. Throws the ball to Bailey Lewis, a senior that came in during the timeout. Across the timeline she comes. Ball thrown over the hands of Allison Teed on the perimeter. She also came in during the timeout. Nice ball movement. The three-pointer is good from the right wing for Carly Warner. Senior who checked in during the timeout. So kind of a line change for Coach Chase Youngs. Hastings up 8-2. to two. Here's Jayla Sloan to the left wing to Emma Porter, who checked in during the timeout. 5-4 sophomore to Foley, and now Anderson on the left wing. Back to Demeester. Cardinals trail by six once again. Nearing the three-and-a-half-minute mark of the first quarter. Oh, my goodness. What defense by Allison Teed. She bounced the ball off of Ellie Foley's nose, and the ball went out of bounds to Hastings. Yeah. Ellie, meanwhile, keeps checking her nose to make sure that it doesn't blow it up. Look out. Brooklyn Young's going coast to coast on the inbound, misses the runner. 
Cardinals catch a break. Here comes Foley. Ellie Foley bounce pass. Went underneath Ellie Anderson's hands and out of bounds. Yeah, Ellie tried to get the ball to Anderson, but she wasn't in a good position to take it herself. But a really strong defensive play by Anna Demeester to get back to uh, blunt that uh, layup possibility. Macy Winnegar back in for Hastings and Kara Miller back in for Coldwater. It's Hastings' ball. The inbound knocked away. Sideline right by Coldwater. His last touch by the Saxons, actually. So Demeester will trigger in front of the Saxon bench. And it comes to Ellie Anderson. Cardinals trail by six. Ball handed off to Demeester, being guarded by Warner. Ball to the right wing to Kara Miller. And a little rambling music, Sammy. She got happy feet as she caught the pass. Well, that's five turnovers on the Cardinals in this first five minutes. None on the Saxons. Rut row, Raggy. To paraphrase, the world's most famous Great Dane. <laughs> Eight to two, Cardinals trail by six. Ball comes to the top of the key to Bailey Lewis. She was wide open for a split second, but the Saxons continue to run the offense. Here's Teed up top to Winnegar. Winnegar attacking the left elbow. Jumper off the back of the rim, no good. Rebound putback goes underneath the rim for Chelsea Ertner, who checked in, senior. Ball out of bounds back to Hastings, 2.47 left in the first quarter. Hastings to inbound. Ball off of the hands of Carly Warner. Poked away by Demeester. Demeester tracks down the loose ball in the front court. Finds a streaking Caramiller. Bounce pass to Jayla Sloan. Lay up. In and out, but she drew the foul. A great hustle by the senior Anna Demeester to get that steal and kick it off. Jayla Sloan going to be at the line for two. Bailey Lewis picks up her first foul. Team second for Hastings. As far as free throws are concerned, you talked about Ellie Foley being best on the team at about 77%. Not that far behind, uh, Jayla Sloan at about a 69% clip, but she missed the first. Yeah, Macy Stout's going to give Ellie Anderson a break. Coach Smoker uh, getting more confidence in the junior Macy Stout. Second of two, bounces off the back of the rim, too strong, ball tipped several times, eventually hauled in by Carly Warner. Still eight to two Cardinals. They haven't scored a field goal yet in this quarter. The Cardinals have not. AC Winnegar being bodied up by Kara Miller, just past the half court line. Bounce pass comes to Allison Teed, left wing, moves to the top of the key, ball thrown to Carly Warner. Warner trying to get the ball to Winnegar, knocked away by Miller, but Winnegar tracks it down in front of the Coldwater bench. Now moving off a screen, here's Bailey Lewis throwing the ball to the right corner. It's tracked down by Chelsea Ertner, tied up by Emma Porter. And we're going to get a quick 30-second timeout called by Chase Youngs, which kind of didn't matter because if there was a jump ball call, possession arrow was pointing uh, toward the Saxons anyway. 2.03 left in the first quarter. Cardinals trail 8-2. Well, Hastings, really impressive how they run their offense. Boy, they are in constant motion. No one holds the ball the ball for more than about a two-second count. They are constantly moving, uh, very much like our Cardinals, but even, I would say, a little quicker, a little more purposeful at times. And, and boy, they really they have about three tall 
solidly built girls that are doing a job on those offensive boards. Not the kind of start we wanted to get, similar to uh, early in the season when we were down 16 to three early to Hastings. But at least right now the score is eight to two. Yeah, they're only down six at this point, but boy, they need to get some offense going. Inbound lob, top of the key to Carly Warner. Three-pointer from the right corner missed. Rebound by Isabel Storm, missed. We get a whistle. And we get a Hastings foul on the battle for the rebound. At least that was... There we go, Storm is whistled for her first foul on the team third, just one foul up on the board for the Cardinals. Here's Stout, three-pointer, right wing, off the back of the rim, she tracks down the rebound, tries to get it to Sloan, it was knocked away from behind. Cardinals will keep possession, and another line change, Bailey Cook, Brooklyn Youngs, and Bree Barnes back in for the Saxons. Yeah, that's, uh, looks like they've got, what, 10, 10 on their team, five on the bench, Hastings, kind of like Coldwater. Actually, if I saw that correctly, there's 12 on the available roster. But it looks like Coach Young's plays all of them. Minute 30 left to play in the first quarter. Cardinals trail eight to two. Here's Jayla Sloan, left wing to the right wing. It comes to Miller. Gets it back to Demeester. She's on the left wing, up top to Stout. To Porter on the right wing. Back out to the right corner, it comes to uh, Kara Miller finds Sloan. She drives. She misses the ball tip. Last touched off of several hands. It was last touched by a Hastings player. Minute eight left to play in the first quarter. Cardinals with another shot. Yeah, it was a nice drive by Jayla Sloan. Just didn't get it to go, but kept the ball alive. Miller to trigger and finds Demeester on the left elbow up top to Sloan. Sloan to Stout on the right wing. Bounce pass looking for Porter. It was almost deflected by Barnes. Now Miller back with it to Sloan on the left wing. Emma Porter drives the right blocks. A runner rolls off the rim. Cardinals can't buy, find a bucket. And we will get a tie-up. It's Emma Porter versus Brooklyn Young's. Possession arrow is actually pointing toward the Cardinals. Yeah, again, much like Sloan. Porter with a good drive, just couldn't get the layup to go, but she did get the tie up. Miller is looking. Oh, Miss Sloan wide open on that flank. Throws the ball to Emma Porter. Now Sloan is on the right wing. Moves to the corner, being guarded by Isabel Storm. Ball back up top of the key to Emma Porter. Miller on the left wing, just inside the arc, backs it back outside the perimeter. 31 seconds left in the quarter. Cardinals trail by six. Ball underhanded to Sloan on the right wing. To Porter, or rather to Miller on the right corner. Up top to Demeester. Demeester, bounce pass to Stout. Trying to get past her defender, counts on. Bounce pass back to Sloan. 12 seconds left in the quarter. Counts on, underhands it back to Stout. Stout, dribble, driving. Ball comes back out to Demeester. It was knocked away from her. 3.1 seconds left to play in the quarter. Nice way to keep the ball, but Cardinals haven't been able to find a shot. Yeah, some very good defense by the Saxons. Miller inbounds the ball to Jayla Sloan, and she impersonates Bill Buckner yet again. Ball goes under her legs and out of bounds. Saxons will get it in the backcourt. Chelsea Ertner to trigger. 
Comes back to Ertner and she hangs on to the ball to end the first quarter with the Cardinals trailing Hastings 8-2. No field goals made by the Cardinals in that frame. We're back in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Is your credit holding you back from getting a better vehicle? Mobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram can help with guaranteed approval options for low credit and no credit buyers. Come in and test drive one of the many quality new and used vehicles on the lot. And if you don't find what you're looking for, just let the Mobilia team know. They'll get to work finding you the right vehicle. Stop in and ask for Jeff Dollar, Jared Hetrick, Dwayne Eck, Rudy Rodriguez, Steve Eck, Eric Melkai, Brian Bobilia, or Dean Bobilia. Remember, low credit or no credit is no problem at Bobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Goldwater. And Bobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram always offers service to help maintain your vehicle long after the sale. Just ask service manager Kip Burkhart to recommend a regular maintenance schedule. Don't wait another day to get into a better vehicle. Get to Mobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram today on US-12 across from the airport Coldwater or visit Mobilia.com, B-O-B-I-L-Y-A.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. An 8-2 Hastings lead as we get ready to start the second quarter. Saxon ball. Running line totals for the game. Madison Pettengill leading the scorers with four for Hastings. Carly Warner with a three-pointer and Bree Barnes with a free throw. For Coldwater, Ellie Foley with a couple of free throws. That's it. The Cardinals literally could not buy a basket first quarter. But Foley gets a steal. Foley has numbers. She misses the easy layup but draws a foul. Nice job, Ellie, there. She had quite a bit of time on the uh, bench in that first quarter. Turnovers, six to now two. Cardinals with the six. And then offensive rebounds, five for Hastings to one for the Cardinals. Kind of the stats of the quarter so far. Ellie Foley makes the first of two from the free throw line. Brooklyn Youngs with her first foul. Team fourth compared to just one up on the board for the Cardinals. That one foul was committed by Ellie Foley. A miss on the back end and the rebound by Pettengill for Hastings. Pettengill finds Barnes. Barnes gets the ball quickly across the timeline. Barnes is on the right wing. So a five-point lead for the Saxons, 8-5. to five. Macy Winnegar driving. Scoop shot no good. Rebound put back off the glass. No good for Barnes. How about a third chance? Ball tossed out to the left corner. Three-pointer off the rim, no good. A tumble on the right wing between Demeester and Barnes. No foul. Hastings retains possession. Here comes the streaking Macy Winnegar. Gives it up to the right blocks. And the basket scored by Bailey Cook. Boy, that's three more offensive rebounds led to that basket. Hastings leads Coldwater by a touchdown. That sounds awfully familiar from... The football season is Ellie Anderson trying to pass the ball to Anna Demeester. She wasn't where Ellie was throwing the ball to. Another unforced turnover. Saxon ball, the inbound to Brooklyn Youngs. Macy Winnegar now across the timeline. Kara Miller guarding her. Behind the back dribble by Winnegar, tosses to the left corner to Pettengill. Pettengill trying to get it back to Brooklyn Youngs. Ball deflected by Foley. Stolen by Mal Wilbur. Layup plus one for Mallory Wilbur. What a time to get your first field goal of the game for the team. 
Well, there the Cardinals got a layup to go. They missed about three or four of those opportunities right at the basket, and Mallory with the steal, got it to go. Rihanna Barnes with her first foul, team fifth. Wilbur finishes on the three-point play, and, and just like that, Cardinals lead. Uh, Hastings lead shaved to four. Cardinals trail 10-6, and they are pressing. They almost get a steal on the double team deep in the corner. Ball knocked away by Coldwater. Saxons will retain possession. Winnegar to inbound. Anderson is on Winnegar. The ball is tossed to midcourt by Brooklyn Young. She catches. Gets it across. Nope. She actually passed back to Winnegar, who now gets it across the timeline. I thought Young's was this close to committing an over and back. Young's hands off on the weave to Barnes. Inside to Pittengill off the glass and good from the left side. That's six of the Saxons, 12 points, 12-6 they lead, 6-12 left in the half. Wilbur to Demeester, up top to Anderson. Anderson back to the right wing, Mallory Wilbur investigating. Finds Foley on the left wing. Moves top of the key. Hands off to Wilbur. Up top to Anderson, launches a three-pointer. Too strong off the rim, ball tipped. It's going to be tracked down. Actually screened out by Kara Miller because uh, she knew something that we didn't overhear the Hastings Saxons last touch of the ball. Saxons lead 12-6, but the Cardinals retain possession. Wilbur trying to find Demeester on the weak side, comes out to Miller on the right wing. Double team on Miller. Up top, Anderson, long two, line drive it, missed, ball ricocheted off of Wilbur, the back of Wilbur's hands, and to Macy Winnegar. She'll get it across half court. Saxon's moving from right to left across your radio dial, 525 left in the half. Trying to hand off on the weave to Barnes, ball was stolen by Miller, stolen, almost stolen right back by Barnes. Ball out of bounds to Coldwater. Play's well, getting a little ragged here. Yeah, at least we're getting some turnovers on the Hastings side. Oh, Cardinals defense keeping them in here. They're just down six so far, trying to find a little more offense. Emma Porter checked back in for the Cardinals. She underhands the ball to Wilbur. Wilbur had the ball knocked away by Youngs. The Saxons will bring back in Bailey Lewis and Carly Warner. Pet and Gill to the bench along with Youngs. 5.07 left to play in the half. Cardinals trail 12-6. Demeester inbounds to Wilbur. She's on the right, blocks out to Porter on the corner right side. Underhands it to Foley. Foley to Wilbur. Off a screen, trying to cross court to Demeester on the left corner. It was knocked away by Bailey Cook. Almost knocked it out of the gym. Cardinals will retain possession. There's 4.58 left in the half. And to the bench once again. Chase Youngs will go. Allison teed in, Bree Barnes out. Ball lobbed to Demeester. Finds an open Ellie Foley. She thought about the three, but Teed comes out on her quickly. Now Wilbur on the right corner. Dribble drives to the left blocks. Coughs up the ball to Cook. Bailey Cook to Macy Winnegar. Winnegar around the perimeter to the left wing with Wilbur hawking her. Now, Wilbur taking off to the elbow, kick the ball out to Teed on the left corner. Now to the right wing it comes, swing it around to the corner, right side. Runner missed by Winnegar, rebound by Bailey Cook. 
Comes back out to Winnegar on the right wing. We got a whistle and we have a cold water foul on Winnegar's drive. Wilbur's first foul is the team's second. 4.20 left to play in the first half. It's Hastings 12, Coldwater 6 from here at the Coach Floyd EB Gymnasium. Yeah, it's the first Cardinal foul since Ellie Foley's first second of the game. Shot missed by Bailey Cook. She got her own rebound, and she is surrounded by Cardinals, one of which will get dinged for a foul. Saxons are just ruling the offensive boards. We've got them with 10 now, 10 offensive boards on the night. Emma Porter with her first foul, team third. Sloan will come in, and Foley will take a seat on the bench. Hastings ball. They will get it back as the pass was knocked away. The pass to the baseline knocked away. We'll get Bailey Cook out and see who checked in. Uh, Chelsea Ertner for the Saxons. Those fresh bodies on the floor at all times for the Hastings Saxons and their first-year head coach, Chase Youngs. Carly Warner up top to Macy Winnegar. Wenninger dribble penetrating to the baseline. The pass comes to Carly Warner. Runs to the right elbow, takes a jumper, and gets it to go in. Timeout Coldwater, a full timeout. 3.52 left to play in the first half. It's now 14-6. Hastings on top. Back in a minute, you're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Hey, Ethan, do you know how hard it is to feed a family? It's not hard at all at Mancino's Pizza and Grinder in Coldwater, especially this month with our family meal deal. Get a large three-item pizza and a half garlic cheese bread and a two-liter of pop for just $22. Plus, get $2 off any whole grinder or a dollar off any half. And of course, at Mancino's Pizza and Grinders, all of our food is made fresh to order. Pizza, grinders, nachos, salads, pizza cheese sticks, they're all delicious. Try our specialty pizzas, like the Mancino's Pride. You'll love our grinders, like a turkey club, Reuben, Western, Chicken Ranch, French Dip, and of course, the Italian Combo. Don't forget, families will love our February specials. A large three-item pizza, a half-garlic cheese bread, a two-liter of pop for just $22. Or get $2 off any whole grinder, a dollar off any half grinder. Ask for the specials when ordering. Having a get-together? Try our 20 and 40-piece party grinders. Ham, turkey, roast beef, and all the fixins. Mancino's Pizza and Grinders on the Hill next to Gander RV on Willowbrook Road, Coldwater. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. We're back underway, coming out of the Coldwater timeout. Here's Mallory Wilbur trying to dribble, penetrate along the baseline. The going's been rough shooting-wise, although Mallory Wilbur, nice take from the weak side, misses, but is fouled. Yeah, nice cut to the basket by Mal and Demeester finding her. Again, just missed the layup. Allison Teed with her first foul, team sixth. 3.34 left to play in the first half. Cardinals trail by eight, but Mal Wilbur is back at the free throw line. This is the first one here. Cardinals, you know, Sean, the last few games, they've been up in the high 40s offensively, but boy, just can't get anything going tonight, and you got to really credit the Saxons' defense for that. Second one off the back of the rim, too strong. About the ball came to Ellie Anderson, gets it out to Sloan. Launches a three-pointer, drains a long two. Her feet were just inside the line. Boy, did they need that. They trail by six now, 14 to eight. And again, the Cardinals are pressing, and Chase Youngs, the Hastings head coach, will have to burn a timeout. 
We'll take a full timeout as well. 3.18 left until halftime. Cardinals trail 14 to 8. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Attention sellers, we can help you wade through this real estate market. This is your Midwestern Realty team. The agents at Midwestern Realty Group know our current market. And we understand all of the changes that are going on. Which means we can help you get the most money out of selling your home. We are more than real estate agents. We're advisors here to help you. So you don't miss any money that your house is worth. And we'll take the hassle out of the process. It's simple. Work with the agents at Midwestern Realty to sell your home. We will share with you our years of experience and techniques of the trade to stage your home for better quality showings to potential buyers. I'm Jim Bowers. For over two decades, experience you can count on. I'm Randy Blonde. Jill Bowers here. Call us today at 517-278-6400. I'm Doug Campbell, or you can stop by our Midwestern Realty office at 685 East Chicago Road. Or visit us anytime at MidwesternRealty.com. I'm Sharon Atkinson. The Midwestern Realty team. We won't let you sell yourself short. That's MidwesternRealty.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Coming out of the Hastings timeout, they're looking at the Coldwater Press. They have the ball in the backcourt. Ball is almost stolen by Anna Demeester. Loose ball at midcourt. Wilbur sandwiches it, and we will get a jump ball positional back to the Cardinals. Things have gotten interesting these past couple of minutes, Murph, with the Cardinals trailing by 6, 14 to 8. Yeah, let's uh, see if the Cardinals can try to get a little momentum offensively here. They... Just haven't been able to so far in this half, but yet only down six because of their own defense. Inbound to Jayla Sloan, moves off Nellie Anderson's screen to the left side, back to Anderson, to Demeester on the right corner. Demeester up top to Mallory Wilbur, holds the ball up high. Tries to get it to streaking Porter, out to Sloan, long two from the right corner, a short rebound putback, hits the bottom of the rim, and we'll get another jump ball. Possession arrow to the Saxons. Cardinals set up in the press, all in the backcourt. The inbound comes to Ertner, gets it to Brooklyn Youngs, who is streaking coast to coast, overshot the ball, but the Saxons retain possession. Ball comes to Winninger, top of the key, misses the three-pointer. Demeester knocks the ball off of a Hastings player. It looked like she did. Cardinals will get the ball back. Sloan inbounds to Porter. Emma Porter across half court. Meets up with Winninger at the half court line. Anderson to Wilbur on the right wing. Clogged up by the defense. Trying to give to Anna Demeester the backdoor cut and the layup good. Don't look now, but the Cardinals trail by four and they're pressing once again. Bree Barnes gets it across the timeline. Nice pass to Brooklyn Youngs. Count her basket plus one. Well, right when the Cardinals had it cut to four on a nice offensive play, they give one up at the other end here. Nemo Porter just picked up her second foul, team fourth. She comes to the bench. Kara, Kara Miller came in for her. And a couple more fresh players on the floor for Hastings coming in as Brooklyn Youngs attempts to complete the three-point play. She can't. It's still 16-10. Cardinals trail by six. Sloan lobs the ball to Miller. 
Kara Miller moving off a screen, slings the ball intended for Anderson, intercepted by Youngs. Youngs to Winnegar. Cardinals peel back on the press. Wilbur stays on Winnegar's hip. Winnegar tosses the ball to the right corner, three-pointer, in and out. No good for Youngs, but another offensive rebound. Winnegar to the left wing, it comes. Three-pointer missed by Barnes. This time the Cardinals hang on to the ball on the rebound. Miller gets it across half court. Miller off an Anderson screen, kicks the ball out to Sloan. Now back inside to Miller. Shoots from the left blocks, missed. It spun on the rim for a second and fell into Allison Teed's hands. Coast to coast, a miss by Barnes. Anderson with the rebound for Coldwater. With all of this, the Cardinals still only trail by six, 16 to 10. Minute 13 left to play until halftime. Three-pointer, Mallory Wilbur, right wing, missed, and the rebound secured by Macy Winnegar. Under a minute left to play in the half, Winnegar across the timeline. The ball comes out to the right corner to T. Now back up top to Winnegar, three-pointer, wide right, rebound Sloan. Someone went over her back. And that's going to be the seventh foul on Hastings. We're going to go 94 feet the other way for some free throws. Bree Barnes with her second foul. Team seventh. Well, this super low scoring first half. Uh, you really you got to credit both teams defensively playing man-to-man -man and, and just doing a wonderful job of it. Offensive boards have, has been the difference in the game. Hastings just really dominating in that area. Front end of the one and one for Jayla Sloan is down, is up. It's off the back of the rim. She's 0 of 3 on the evening so far. Bailey Cook with a rebound for the Saxons, gets it to Macy Winnegar. Winnegar across the timeline. Kara Miller on her, the ball underhanded to Brooklyn Youngs. 33 seconds left in the half, ball to Winnegar in front of the Coldwater bench. Inside, Ellie Anderson commits the block on the drive by Bailey Cook. That will be Anderson's first foul, team fifth. And that will send Bailey Cook to the charity stripe with 29.2 seconds left. Before the free throws, a reminder that at halftime of this game, we'll have part one of our Hall of Fame induction ceremony. First to two, good for Bailey Cook. Increases the Saxon lead to seven, 17 to 10. As the gym continues to uh, fill up uh, quite nicely in anticipation of uh, everything that's going on on this Hall of Fame night. Yeah, right, Sean. And uh, boy, you are right about Coach Youngs. He is constantly substituting you, uh, Hastings playing really all 10 of their players. Cook made both of her free throws and the Saxons wind up with a steal. Here's Winnegar at the free throw line out to the left wing to Bailey Lewis. Lewis out to the right corner. The pass comes. A drive trying to feed uh, Bailey Cook inside. She takes a tumble and draws another cold water foul. Demeester with her first and the team sixth. 14.1 seconds left to play in the half. It'll be Saxon ball out of bounds. That comes to the right corner to Teed. 10 seconds left in the half. Ball swung around. Winnegar on the left corner. Drives. The floater is missed. Rebound by Demeester. Four seconds. Three seconds. Here comes Kara Miller trying to get it to Anderson. It went behind her. The buzzer sounds to end the first half. It's Hastings 18, Coldwater 10. 
back with the first of our Hall of Fame induction ceremonies in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskewood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskewood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. HassKwood PC. Lawyers where you live. Lawyers you can trust. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. The no problem people. Your local auto owners agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lions, and Melanie Pish at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Halftime report brought to you by Branch County Abstract and Title. Wishing good luck to the Cardinals for title insurance, escrow closings, or other title or abstract services. Turn to Branch County Abstract and Title, locally owned and operated. They've been serving Branch County since 1887, where they strive to serve their customers. Branch County Abstract and Title, located at 22 Tibbetts Plaza off Hanchett Street, Coldwater. It's time now for the first of our three Coldwater High School Athletic Hall of Fame induction mini ceremonies. Here's our MC, Bill Milnes. Well, thank you everybody for being here tonight. Hastings, we appreciate you joining us here for our games. We uh, appreciate the effort of the young ladies just now in that first half. And we are here to celebrate some previous Cardinals here at our Hall of Fame night. So after not being able to host last year, we're very, very glad to have all of you here tonight at the Coach Floyd Eby Gymnasium for our Coldwater Athletic Hall of Fame. So, over the course of this evening, we will have seven inductees. Tonight, we have two of the first three that we're going to be inducting here tonight. So, here we go. Our first inductee tonight is Kelsey Bowers-Clausen. Kelsey is a 2005 CHS graduate who participated on the varsity volleyball team for four seasons. She started as the setter for her team, and with Kelsey in that critical role, her teams amassed a combined record of 190 51, including three district championships, a regional runner-up, and a regional championship. The Cardinals also won their quarterfinal match that year to advance to the MHSAA Final Four during her senior year. Individually, Kelsey was named All-State Honorable Mention as a sophomore and was named Second Team All-State both her junior and senior seasons. She was also named MVP of the team twice, both as a junior and a senior. Kelsey set several records in the Coldwater Volleyball record book as she is the all-time leader in assists and in service aces. Ooh, ooh, there you go. She also holds the season records in both of these categories. She still holds second overall in digs for her career. Kelsey continued her playing career at Spring Arbor University where she participated for three seasons for the Cougars. In her first season at Spring Arbor, she was named as the Rookie of the Year for her team. She was named All-Conference each of the three seasons she played, as well as being named to the All-Region team. In her junior year at Spring Arbor, she was honored as the Most Valuable Player for her team. 
Kelsey graduated in 2007 with an Associates of Arts degree and is currently employed by Becker Eye Care here in Coldwater. She's, re she's remained very involved in the game that she was so good at, coaching at several levels since she graduated from college. Kelsey has spent 15 years in our youth and club levels, moving up to the junior varsity coaching position in Coldwater. But most recently, she has been the varsity coach for the last seven years here at CHS. Her teams have won the conference in both 2017 and 2018. She is now revisiting the club level with her daughter, who has taken an interest in the game. Congratulations, please give it up for Kelsey Clausen. Our second inductee this evening is Becca Schott Bobo. Becca is being inducted for her outstanding running ability both in cross country and on the track. Becca is a 2013 graduate of CHS. In cross country, Becca was a four-time all-conference runner, four-time all-region competitor, and three-time academic all-state student athlete. She was the Big 16 SMAC Conference Champion in 2013. She then moved on to the Cross Country State Finals. There at the Michigan International Speedway, Becca ran a school record 5K time of 18 minutes, 36.2 seconds, placing 22nd overall. And with that performance, she was entitled to climb the podium at the state meet as one of the 30 all-state athletes. In track and field, Becca was Coldwater's two-time most valuable performer, leading the girls' team in scoring both her junior and senior years. In addition to her records in cross country and the 1,600 meters in track, Becca also broke the school record in the 3,200 meters in track, running an impressive 11 minutes, 19.2 seconds. Becca was the 2013 Big 16 Conference Champion in both the 1,600 and 3,200 meters. In winning the 3,200 meter race that day, Becca's time of five minutes, 13.2 seconds, set not only a new school record, but she also set a new Big 16 conference record. <laughs> These records in the Big 16 conference were particularly impressive due to the stature of the conference, as it included many outstanding athletes from all of the Southwest Michigan Class A schools and large Class B schools. After Becca's high school graduation, she received a full ride to attend Bowling Green State University. While there, Becca continued to be a scholar athlete at the university and in the Mid-American Conference while competing in both cross country and track and field. In the 2016 MAC Cross Country Championships, Becca earned second team all-conference honors running as Bowling Green's number two runner. In the 2016 Track and Field Outdoor MAC Championships, Becca took seventh place in the 10,000-meter race. A year later, she placed fifth in that same event. When she graduated, Becca's personal time in the 10,000 meters was 35 minutes flat, ranked as Bowling Green's seventh best overall runner in school history. Becca graduated from Bowling Green University with a health sciences degree in 2007 and is currently employed by Columbus Running Company. Becca resides in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Becca Schott Bobo, our second inductee into our Hall of Fame tonight.
Our third inductee and final inductee for this part of our ceremony this night is not able to be with us tonight, Miss Mackenzie Zinn. Mackenzie, well, she is here, I guess, in portrait. Mackenzie is a 2012 graduate who completed, competed in tennis and volleyball. She earned seven varsity letters in these two sports. In volleyball, Mackenzie was a three-letter winner competing on teams that were league champions her junior season, and in her senior year, they were district champions. She was a member of the Academic All-State Award-winning team and also an Academic All-State Individual Award winner. Mackenzie was named to the All-Conference team, both as a junior and a senior, and was named to the All-District and All-Region team as well. In her senior season, she was also named as a third-team All-State player. Mackenzie is listed in the Coldwater Volleyball Record books in two categories. I believe that's tennis, by the way. Listed, um, she's uh, ranking third in her serving, oh, it was volleyball. I apologize, Mackenzie's portrait. Um, the record book for volleyball in two categories. She is ranked third in both serving percentage and in season digs. In tennis, Mackenzie competed at the varsity level all four years of her career. She amassed a winning record for all four seasons and was captain both her junior and senior seasons. Mackenzie continued sports at the collegiate level as she went on to get her undergraduate degree from Grand Valley State University in Allied Health Services with an emphasis in speech language pathology and a minor in psychology. While at GFSU, Mackenzie played for four years on the club volleyball A team. Their team finished in the top five of the national tournament three out of the four years she played. Mackenzie now lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. She began working in the Scottsdale Unified School District as a speech therapist in the fall of 2018. Her first year at Desert Mountain High School, Mackenzie was hired as the school's first varsity coach of the beach volleyball program. Last year, the third year of the program, the team made the Arizona State playoffs and their number one pair made it all the way to the finals before finishing up runner-up in the state. Mackenzie also enjoys playing beach volleyball herself and continues to compete in open level tournaments. Ladies and gentlemen, please, let's give a round of applause to Ms. Mackenzie Zinn. And if we could give one more final applause for our three inductees here at this first part of our ceremony here tonight. Thank you very much. Sean Watson and Mike Murphy back here following the first of our three Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Let's first off get your thoughts on the three that were recognized in uh, this segment. Yeah, just uh, some very deserving people. Becca Schott really has some, some awesome uh, credentials winning on and uh, going on and running at Bowling Green. And of course, Kelsey had that tremendous career up at Spring Arbor, where she still holds records up there. And of course, she's directing the program now. Mackenzie's in, uh, really in those two uh, sports of volleyball and tennis. Really outstanding, kind of taking after her mother, Madeline Schultz, in the, on the tennis courts and, and uh, also volleyball. But yeah, Sean, three very deserving athletes Good way to start our uh, Hall of Fame night. The next two honorees will be formally inducted 
after the conclusion of our girls' basketball game between Coldwater and Hastings, the Saxons lead 18 to 10. Uh, scoring summary, Mallory Wilbur with three, Anna Demeester two, Ellie Foley with three, and Jayla Sloan with two. That's Coldwater's 10 points. And for the Saxons, Madison Pentengill leading all scorers with six, Carly Warner with five, Bailey Cook with four, Brooklyn Youngs with two, and Brianna Barnes with one. That's their 18 points by the quarters, 8-2 in the first and 10-8 in the second, favoring the Saxons. Boy, and it's not hard to see how the Saxons have that eight-point lead. Offensive rebounding, they have 13 of them on our count. The Cardinals uh, just looking quickly here. I believe we have three. And uh, then, then we have uh, um, five turnovers on Hastings and 10 for Coldwater. So those two areas, Sean, are really, really kind of tell the tale of this first half. Both teams playing great defense, but... The Hastings Saxons lead by 8, 18 to 10. Second half coming up in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Love is in the air at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant. Bring your sweetheart for dinner and drinks. Enjoy Rose Campoya for a special price, just $10.99. Order up house margaritas, a 12-ounce, $2.99, 16-ounce, $3.99, or the jumbo for $5.99. You'll love the outstanding service and great atmosphere at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant. The best authentic Mexican food is served at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant in downtown Coldwater and in the Kroger Plaza, Hillsdale. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Hass Kaywood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Hass Kaywood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC, lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Sorry, Eric. Be listening to the end of our contest. We'll name a McDonald's player of the game for your local area McDonald's restaurants. Actually listen uh, between games and at the end of our boys basketball contest. We'll have at least two for your local area McDonald's restaurants. Coldwater ball to start the second half, trailing 18 to 10. And it looks like it's the starting five out on the floor for the Cardinals. Ellie Foley rested quite a bit uh, during the back half of the second quarter, Murph. Yeah, she did. She sat out a lot of that first half. Let's see if we can get her going here in this second half. Pass deflected, ball loose on the ground, picked up by Demeester. Demeester finds Wilbur, open, three-pointer, left corner, a short ball tip. Battle for the rebound was eventually won by Hastings' Brianna Barnes. Youngs, Cook, Barnes, Winnegar, and Pettengill, the five on the floor for Hastings. It's Wilbur, Miller, Demeester, Foley, and Anderson for the Cardinals. Pettengill trying to lob the ball inside to Bailey Cook. It was stolen by the Cardinals. Wilbur finds an open Anna Demeester. She was wide open, but she was trying to get it to uh, Ellie Foley. The pass was deflected and stolen by Hastings. Macy Winnegar on the right wing. The ball to Bailey Cook on the right corner. Trying to get past Ellie Anderson. Does. Loses the ball. How do you do that, Murph? <laughs> Good double team by the Cardinals. They were able to turn that ball over. Well, that's how. Exactly. Now what's the turnover situation looking like now? 
Well, early here in this second half, but that 10-5 advantage for Hastings kind of looms big from that first half. Three-pointer, Ellie Foley right wing, short. But the Cardinals track down the ball. It's Foley. Foley being bodied up by Bailey Cook. Ball comes out to Mallory Wilbur. Her three-pointer from the left wing missed. Whistle and a foul on the battle for the rebound. Ellie Foley draws the foul. Cardinals will retain possession, and for Hastings... Bailey Cook picks up her first foul. Team first the second half. 6.25 left to play in the third quarter. We haven't had any points scored in this frame thus far. The inbound comes to Anderson between the circles. Finds Foley on the left wing, moving off the screen to the right baseline. Ball comes, comes back out to the perimeter. Here's Wilbur, top of the key. Hands off to Kara Miller. She's now between the circles with Winnegar coming out on her. Ball lobbed to Demeester, now Anderson right wing. Ball swung around to Miller. She's on the left corner. Kicks the ball out to Demeester on the wing. One head fake. Launches and drains a three-pointer over Madison Pettengill. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Surprise to me. Anna so apt to give the ball up, but she got her spell set and put it down. It's a five-point lead. Saxon's able to break the press and unable to finish underneath as Bailey Cook. We get a whistle. And we get a Saxon foul, Cook with her second. Yeah, that was Anna Demeester's box out that caused that. She'll come out. I want to say too, Sean, Kara Miller has done a great job on uh, Weiniger, their leading scorer tonight. Carly Warner coming in for, oh, <laughs> Cardinals are heating it up. Oh. Mallory Wilbur with a three. Two straight threes and the Cardinals are within two. I was going to say Warner came in for Cook who had just picked up her second foul. Now Youngs wants to get on the fun on the other end of the floor. Misses wide right. Wilbur with a rebound. It's 18-16 Saxons for the tie. Yes! Ellie Anderson finishes in transition. Beautiful assist. Mallory Wilbur. Anderson running the floor. Brooklyn Young's double teamed in the backcourt. Loose ball picked up by Foley. She falls down. Her body crossed the baseline, but she had the presence of mind to bounce the ball off of a Hastings player. Boy, eight points in a hurry by the Cardinals. Couple of threes, Demeester and Wilbur, and then the layup by Anderson. Demeester calling for the inbound. She gets it. Bounce pass comes to Kara Miller, who tracks down the ball before it crosses the half-court line. Ball slung to Demeester, out to Wilbur. Cross-courts it to Foley on the right wing. Foley with a dribble drive. Reverse, yes! Oh, what a drive by Ellie Foley. And for the first time tonight, the Cardinals have a lead. 20-18. Timeout, Hastings, timeout, Chase Youngs. He will take a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here with 4.28 left to play in the third quarter and uh, just tell us uh, what transpired. Uh, the Cardinals were down eight to start the frame, and they, they now lead by two, 20 to 18. <laughs> Ten in a row in short order by the Cardinals. Anna Demeester's three just seemed to kind of spark them, and Mallory oh. Wilbur with three, and then the beautiful pass down to Ellie Anderson on the break. And then Foley with just an awesome baseline drive, reverse layup. Yeah. The, the thing with Anna Demeester's three-pointer, it looked like she was tossing it up out of desperation. Well, you know, I don't think anyone expected it. We don't see too many three attempts from Anna or 
that she wants to shoot the ball at all for the most part, but boy, that got the Cardinals going. They've doubled their point total from the half in uh, three and a half minutes. And mind you, they only scored two points the entirety of the first quarter. No field goals, eight in the second. Now coming out of the timeout, Hastings is able to break the cold water press. Ball comes to the left wing to Brooklyn Young's three-pointer airmail by Carly Warner. Pettengill tries to track down the rebound. She missed running along the baseline. Here comes Ellie Foley along the right sideline. Foley coast to coast. She draws a foul from Winnegar. A check that she drew the foul from Young's. That will be her second team third of the half. Foley to the free throw line. She is three of four on the night from the charity stripe. That goes along with her team leading 76% or so average, but the first one spun out. You're making me look bad, Ellie. <laughs> Cardinals lead 20 to 18, 407 left to play in the third quarter. Well, that offense had been so dormant in the first half and just great to see a couple fall. Second one bounces several times and finally falls in. Cardinals now up three, and here comes the press. Ball thrown, caught up to at midcourt by Bree Barnes. She's got a double team behind her. Bounce pass intended for Carly Warner, knocked away by the Cardinals. Boy, the Cardinals just a lot of hustle. Just came out of that uh, locker room after the halftime presentation and lots of hustle and energy. Inbound to Brianna Barnes. Bigley Lewis was trying to set a screen for Winnegar. Winnegar kicks the ball out to Allison Teed on the left corner. Now back up top to Barnes. Barnes to Bailey Lewis and she does her best Bill Buckner impersonation. Ball between her legs and out of bounds. Yeah, That's four turnovers on the Saxons. This quarter had just five in the first half. The Saxons will bring in Chelsea Ertner. Barnes to the bench with her two fouls. Cook is also on the bench with her two fouls for the Saxons. Emma Porter has two for the Cardinals. She has not made an appearance yet in this quarter. Foley bounce pass to Anderson. She launches a three-pointer, overshoots it over Chelsea Ertner. Cardinals get the rebound. Demeester long two right wing. Short rebound put back. Good for Anderson. Uh, two offensive rebounds for the Cardinals, something we did not see in that first half much. The Saxons have not scored at all in this quarter, and they're having a little bit of trouble with the press. They finally get it across. Here's Winnegar. 23-18. The Cardinals with the first 13 points of this quarter. Winnegar, three-pointer right wing, wide left. And the ball out of bounds to the pet band. Well, you know, Sean, this is kind of what happened to the Saxons up in Marshall. They were controlling the game, had a lead over the uh, Red Hawks, but then hit a dry spell. Cardinals able to break the press. Anderson inside to Wilbur, too far underneath the basket. Missed, and the rebound to Ertner. Ertner to Winnegar. Winnegar to the left wing. Kara Miller continuing to follow her on the man-to-man -man defense. Moving to the right blocks. High off the glass. Her shot no good. Rebound put back no good for Chelsea Ertner, but she draws a foul. It'll be the first foul of the half for the Cardinals. 
Second for Ellie Anderson, though. Yeah, and that's the first offensive rebound of this second half by Hastings. Uh, checked with Jen Clark at halftime. She had him with 12 offensive rebounds, resulting in eight points in that first half, Hastings. Take note, with 2.37 left in the third quarter, the Saxons with their first point of the second half on a May Chelsea Ertner free throw. Kara Miller out, Jayla Sloan in for Coldwater. Second of two from Ertner, bounces, did not go in. Ball tapped by Deneaster, she saves it to Anderson. Anderson to Wilbur, Wilbur trying to get the ball ahead to Anderson. It was stolen in the front court by Teed. Now the bounce pass comes to a driving Chelsea Ertner cut off at the baseline. Now back out to Bailey Lewis, right wing. Winninger to reset. Lob inside to Teed, she leaves it short. Rebound Anderson. She's doubled up, trying to find a teammate. That teammate, Jayla Sloan, who hit the deck was fouled. Now the Cardinals have gotten more aggressive on the boards, which they needed to do from that first half performance. And Warner picks up her first foul for the Saxons. Team fourth already, just one up on the board for Coldwater here in the second half. The Saxons are pressing the inbound to Sloan, gets it back to Wilbur. Wilbur quickly across the half-court line. Is fouled from behind by Warner. That's two quick fouls on her. Boy, just kind of a needless foul way out in front of the basket and reaching in. Barnes in for Warner. Meanwhile, Demeester to trigger to her immediate left. Finds Wilbur and it was off of her hands. Wilbur, don't do that. Kind of one of those unforced errors. 13 in a row though by the Cardinals before the Saxons were able to score. Saxons were in transition. The ball was knocked away from Chelsea Ertner from behind. Hastings will retain possession. A minute and 59 seconds left to play in the third quarter. What was an 18-10 halftime deficit is now a 23-19 lead for the Cardinals. Three-pointer is good from the left corner for Chelsea Ertner. That's actually a long two. Her foot was just inside the line. 23-21, the lead down to two. And at 42 left to play in the quarter. Pass by Wilbur, deflected by her defender, Brooklyn Youngs, coach's daughter. Yeah, Hastings had been really cold until that last basket, so. But you got to credit the Cardinals defensively for some of that, too. Demeester inbounds the ball to Sloan. Sloan going to the weak side to Demeester off the glass and good. A great inbounds play there. They had a seven on the night for Demeester. Jayla Sloan with the long pass for the layup. Cardinals are pressing. Let's talk about this press that the Cardinals have thrown out since the second quarter. Oh, steal. Barnes had the ball stolen. She was knocked down. Anderson, the give to Wilbur. Yes, and one. <laughs> oh, some of the best play we've seen by the Lady Cards this season here in this third quarter. Brooklyn Youngs commits her third foul, team sixth. Wilbur to try and finish the three-point play and give the Cardinals a seven-point lead, potentially. It's currently 27-21, and it's almost like the Cardinals got a dose of spinach in the locker room from Popeye. Well, Ellie Anderson, or Ellie Foley 
caused this turnover right in front of us on the press. Wilbur misses on the three-point play attempt. We get a whistle and a cold water foul on the battle for the rebound. Anderson, uh-oh, she just committed her third foul. Cardinals will bring in Macy Stout. She'll come in for Anderson. Yeah. Saxons, meanwhile, bring in Bailey Cook. And Ellie Anderson was able to pick that ball up right in front of us, dribble down with her left hand, and then make a great pass over to Mal Wilbur for the layup. Isabel Storm receives the inbound. She also checked in. Brooklyn Youngs still on the floor with her three fouls. Gets the ball across. Three-pointer Winnegar. High off the rim. No good. Battle for the rebound. It is saved by Macy Young. and She's tied up. Jump ball possession arrow back to the Saxons. Yeah, Ellie Foley tried to save that. Macy Stout had it. Got tied up. It's going to stay with Hastings. Minute 12 left to play in the third quarter. Ball stolen by Sloan. Sloan gets it ahead to Anna Demeester. She has numbers and she gets the layup. This has to be some of her best offensive showing as a Coldwater Cardinal girls basketball player. Absolutely. Other end of the floor, a miss by Hastings. Loose ball picked up by Wilbur. Wow, there was a traveling violation. I. Where is the traveling violation uh, on? It's going to go it. back to the Saxons. Yeah, calling it on Mal Wilbur, who kind of got that loose ball. I don't even know if she had control of it, but it's going to go to Hastings. Seems as though four times out of time, that uh, out of five, that doesn't really get called. But this time it was. Ball out to the free throw line. Long jumper missed by Brianna Barnes. Rebound by Sloan. 40 seconds left to play in the quarter. Cardinals up 29-21. Sloan in a bit of trouble from Winnegar, and she's called for a double dribble thanks to that trouble from Winnegar. Yeah, that's right, Sean. Good defense by Winnegar. She is really Hastings' best player. She hasn't really been able to get going offensively tonight. She doesn't have a point up on the board. <laughs> I guess so, and Kara Miller's done a really outstanding job on her. Ellie Foley's on her right at the moment. Winnegar trying to underhand to a Hastings player. Teed is tied up by Demeester, dueling number 10s. Possession arrow pointing toward Coldwater. They'll get the ball in the backcourt with 22.3 seconds left to play in the third quarter. Cardinals 29, Saxons 21. Hastings giving up on the press here. But they will look to trap at half court. Inbound comes to Ellie Foley. She looks at the clock. She now takes off. Hastings sets up in their man-to-man defense in the front court. Foley moving off, a, trying to move off a Demeester screen, but backs off to the center court circle. Now moves to the right wing, gets the ball to Sloan, back to Foley, four seconds, three seconds, drives down the middle, runner bounces, goes in at the buzzer! <laughs> Great way to end that third quarter, Ellie Foley going into the lane for that one. An eight-point halftime deficit turns into a 10-point lead after three. 31-21 Cardinals. We're back in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. As we all live longer, age really is just a number. But retirement is so much more than one. Hi, I'm BJ West, your Coldwater Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I want to know what retirement means to you. Together, we can look at the big picture and make a strategy to help you reach your goals because you can't prepare for the unexpected if you don't know where you're headed. Call me at 517-278-3049. Edward Jones, member SIPC. 
Hi, I'm BJ West, your Coldwater Edward Jones financial advisor, and I can help you get ready for whatever life throws at you, even the welcome surprises. As your needs change, we can change what you need to do to help you end up where you want to be. And while there's never a good time to experience unexpected costs, we can work together to help make them feel a little less unexpected. Call me at 517-278-3049 to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. The voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Here we go in the fourth quarter. Will Hastings Saxons be able to come back from the lecking that the Cardinals laid on in the third frame? 21-3 Cardinals in that third quarter. Meanwhile, Brianna Barnes is trying to back down Ellie Foley. Foley picks up her second foul. And just the team third for the Cardinals in the second half compared to six up on the board for Hastings. Next whistle against them. Sends Coldwater up to the line for at least a one-and-one. Inbound to a wide open Bailey Cook. She misses. Rebound. Jayla Sloan. Demeester having trouble handling the ball. She finds Ellie Foley. Foley underhands the ball to Sloan. Sloan couldn't catch up to the pass. The ball is stolen by Bree Barnes. Barnes up top. Brooklyn Young's three-pointer wide right. And unable to be saved by Teed. It goes into the drum line of the pet band. 7.26 left to play in the fourth quarter. Cardinals 31 and the Saxons 21. Mind you, the Saxons led at the half, 18 to 10. Well, that third quarter arguably might be some of the best basketball we've seen the Cardinals play. You know, it was so impressive, when, especially compared to that first half. But 21 to 3, Sean. Uh, but the way they did it, too, just some outstanding assists and uh, just a lot of hustle and energy out of that halftime locker room. The battle at three-quarters court between Allison Teed and Ellie Foley. Foley runs over Teed, but Teed's feet weren't set. That's why she gets whistled for her second foul in the team seventh, sending Foley up to the line for a one-and-one. She missed. And here come the Saxons. Macy Winnegar, who has not scored yet. She is their leading scorer. Finds Brooklyn Youngs trying to drive the left baseline. She's fouled. She attempted a shot. She'll go up to the line for a pair. Oh, is that uh, Youngs at the line? Now? Yes. Number double zero. And it looks like they call... Okay, Foley just picked up her third foul. That is a team fourth. First to two from Brooklyn Youngs is a brick off the front of the rim. So with 7.08 left for the time being, the score remains 31-21 Cardinals. Second of two from Youngs. Goes in. So she splits this pair. She now has three points. Cardinals quickly get the ball other end of the floor. Wilbur to an open Ellie Foley. Thought about the three-pointer, but T comes out on her. Comes out to Mallory Wilbur, left corner, trying to get it to Sloan. It was knocked away from her on its way out. Cardinals retain possession, 6.54 left. They're up by eight, by nine, rather, 31-22. Inbound to Foley. That third quarter, Sean, was like the uh, boys did over at Lumen Christie. 
We'll touch on that as we get ready for our nightcap of the evening. Anderson to Wilbur on the right wing. Oh, heck, I'll just tell you, it was a 24-1 third quarter in the game last Friday that broke open a game in favor of the Cardinals. Pass attempted by the Cardinals was intercepted by Macy Winninger. Winninger driving down the middle of the lane, draws a foul as she throws the ball to CHS band director Katie Jewell. <laughs> Great to have the pep band here tonight. Always a welcome sight, especially on Hall of Fame night. The foul will be called on Jayla Sloan, her first and the team fifth. The fouls are racking up. First to two for Macy Winnegar. And believe it or not, with 6.23 left in the fourth quarter, that is her first point singular of the game. She averages about 11-12 a night. Yeah, outstanding job by the Cardinals on her. She was certainly one of the girls they were trying to uh, negate. Second one was missed. Sloan gets the rebound. Jayla Sloan across the timeline. Moves to the front of the Coldwater bench to Meester to Foley to settle things down. She'll have Brianna Barnes guarding her. To the free throw line, out to Anderson, back to Foley. Foley still has Barnes on her hip. And finally, reach and foul committed by Barnes. That's going to be her third. Good job. We want uh, we want Ellie Foley at the line. Just under six minutes left, and uh, the Cardinals with this eight-point lead. So far tonight, Ellie Foley is four of seven from the charity strike, though. Yeah. Kara Miller in. Going to give uh, Ellie Anderson a little break. Jayla Sloan's had a really good second half here, Sean. We've got her up to four rebounds, I think, all in this second half. A couple of nice assists. Eight fouls up on the board for Hastings, five for Coldwater. Front end on the one and one is good for Eliana Foley. She will get the bonus this time. And that is the first point for the Cardinals in this quarter. Every point scored thus far with 5.55 left in the fourth quarter has been from the free throw line. Yep, Ellie came in shooting 76%. Only Brandon Downs, a better free throw shooter on the quarter, boys or girls team. Foley misses the back end, but the ball is stolen by Foley. How did that happen, Murph? That was great anticipation. Foley has Carly Warner guarding her now. Wilbur gets the ball to Foley, now to the right corner. Sloan back to Foley. Warner guarding her. And a full timeout is going to be taken by Ken Smoker. We'll take time as well. 5.32 left. Cardinals 32. Hastings 23. Back in a minute, you're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. You can have your soup and chili if you want. That's right. We have soup and chili for everyone at the Willows Bar and Grill. And if you want it for lunch. We're open daily for lunch at 11 a.m. Soup, Karen's homemade chili, hot, hot, hot for lunch or dinner at the Willows Bar and Grill. Also ask about our daily Willow Burger specials. Ah, Willow Burgers. Delicious. My favorite is. You'll love all the Willow Burgers. That I do. I 
also heard that Philly Steak and Cheese is now a special on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Our Philly Steak and Cheese is delicious. Of course, Friday night is... The all-you-can-eat fish fry, Alaskan Pollock, breaded and fried to a crisp golden brown. Or enjoy a three-piece dinner. Both include crinkle-cut fries and house-made coleslaw. So there's soup, chili, willow burgers, Philly Steak and Cheese, and the Friday night fish fry. What else is delicious? Thursday is the Sloppy Joe special. And the Willow's Bar and Grill is open daily for lunch and dinner. It's all delicious. The Willow's Bar and Grill, home of the Willow Burger. Follow them on Facebook. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Here's a game reset. Two timeouts left for each team. The Cardinals have a 30 and a full. Hastings has full timeouts left. Five falls up on the board for Coldwater. Eight for Hastings. Cardinals in the bonus. Possession are pointing toward the Cardinals. And they lead 32-23 as we get play back underway. Kara Miller gets the ball to jail. Sloan finds a streaking Kara Miller, and she gets a layup. Well, another assist by Sloan, and nice cut to the basket, Kara Miller. 11-point lead is the biggest for either team tonight, Murph. Winnegar just flat out threw the ball away. She was trying to pass to Brianna Barnes, and she wasn't where the ball was being passed to. What's the turnover situation looking like now? Yeah, in the second half, eight on the Saxons. We have six on the Cardinals. Cardinals able to break the press. Demeester passes to Wilbur. She's clobbered on the left blocks. She's going to go up and shoot a pair. She was in the act of shooting. For the Saxons, Brooklyn Youngs just picked up her fourth foul and the team ninth. Wilbur on the night, just one of four from the charity strike. Come on, Mal. That's it. First one is good. This is a shooting foul. Next whistle against the Saxons means the Cardinals will be shooting at least two the rest of the night. Well, you know, Wilbur has been a nice spark. This is their second game back after being out a bit. Second one spun in and out. Wow. The rebound by Carly Warner finds Macy Winnegar. 4.55 left. Cardinals up 10, 35-23. Winnegar underhands to Teed, and now Bailey Lewis has the ball. Ball comes back to Winnegar. Launches a three-pointer from the left wing. It hits the side of the glass in the rebound by Kara Miller. Miller finds Foley. Now back to Kara Miller taking off to a streaking Jayla Sloan. Sloan puts it up, Ooh. and it spins off the hoop. Rebound, Brianna Barnes. Plenty of contact there. But they didn't whistle. Barnes is double-teamed from behind. The drive, bounce pass comes top of the key to Winnegar. Winnegar forces up a shot from the left. Oh, the offensive foul! Ellie Foley puts her arms up. I think that might be the first charge she's taken. Winnegar's first foul is a team 10th. Great job, great job by the Cardinal defense. 35-23, inbound to Kara Miller. She had trouble coming in from behind. The ball was deflected, stolen by the Saxons. T gets the ball to Winnegar. Winnegar gives the ball to the right wing, three-pointer. Off the glass and good for Bailey Lewis. That's the first three-pointer that the Saxons have drained in forever. Meanwhile, a whistle and a Hastings foul deep in the backcourt. 
Mallory Wilbur's going to go back to the free throw line. Bailey Lewis picks up her second. Ten fouls up on the board for uh, the Saxons. Of course, the Cardinals in the double bonus. Wilbur back to the free throw line. Yep. 4-1 left. Cardinals up 35-26. Now 36-26 as she drains the first of two. Mal Wilbur. Been uh, good at the line tonight for the most part. She's uh, usually about a 50% from the line, but she's really had some really good game tonight. She is now four of eight from the charity strike tonight as she made both of her free throws this time around. Yeah. 37-26, Cardinals back up 11. Here's Brooklyn Youngs with her four fouls. She draws a double team on the left corner. And a timeout is going to be taken by Hastings head coach Chase Youngs. He takes a full timeout, 345 left. Cardinals up 11, 37-26. You're listening to Cardinal Boys Basketball on WTVB. A fire in your home or business is nothing you ever planned on, but it is something you can plan for by calling on the Fire and Water Cleanup and Restoration Specialists, ServPro of Branch and Southern Calhoun Counties, or ServPro.com. That's where you'll find a team of highly trained professionals who are committed to helping you develop a plan to make sure you're ready for whatever happens. With an emergency-ready profile from ServPro, you'll take confidence in knowing that when the things that matter the most are on the line, they will be too, because you can can't keep fire damage from taking control of your home or business. But with an emergency-ready profile from Serpro, you can make sure it doesn't take control of your life. So before fire and water damage strikes, make sure you're ready to strike back with the cleanup specialist the insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 517-278-5261 or at servpro.com. Servpro of Branch and Southern Calhoun Counties, helping make fire and water damage like it never happened. Call 517-278-5261. Franchises are independently owned and operated. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Hastings ball coming out of their timeout. They have one timeout left. They trail by 11 to Coldwater, 37 to 26. What a second half turnaround we've seen for the Coldwater Cardinals. Most impressive. Pass goes inside. Out the basket on the turnaround shot for Bailey Cook, plus one. Hastings trying to mount a comeback, but the question is, with 3.32 left, is it a case of too little too late? Well, they came out of that timeout with a post-up play, got their girl down low, and that's hard to stop when you're just a couple feet from the basket. Anna Demeester with her second foul, team six. The miss on the three-point play attempt by Bailey Cook. Wilbur tracks down the ball, gets it to Foley. Foley draws Brianna Barnes in the backcourt. The ball comes to Wilbur. She is between the circles now with the ball. Winnegar comes out on her. Screen set by Foley. The ball comes on the weave up high to Jayla Sloan. Almost lost the dribble. Passes to Ellie Foley. Couldn't handle the pass. The ball stolen by Winnegar. Winnegar layup. Off the rim a couple of times. He finally falls in. The lead is down to seven, 37-30. Got to be careful here. Wilbur coughs up the ball to Allison Teed. Ken Smoker, the Coldwater head coach, can't believe what's transpiring in front of his eyes right now. Turnovers adding up here. Hastings uh, doing a lot of double teaming. Ball stolen away from Brooklyn Youngs by Ellie Foley. Better not miss this layup. She doesn't. Well, that was a much needed one by Foley. 
Only the second basket scored by the Cardinals in this quarter. Pass deflected off of Winnegar. Stolen by Foley. Another layup attempt upcoming, and she gets it. Two steals in a row. Ellie Foley drawing the applause. 41-30. Cardinals back up 11-208 left to play. Winnegar with a Euro step down the middle. Missed. Sloan was able to get the ball off of a Hastings player. Coldwater will inbound in the backcourt. What have you got point-wise for Foley now, Sean? Four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen points. Thirteen. Her broader uh, season average. Ball to Mal Wilbur. Finds Anna Demeester in the front court. Now Ellie Foley has it. Hastings was pressing, but. Cardinals were able to break it. The Cardinals lead by 11, minute 48 left. Ball comes to Mallory Wilbur. Wilbur to Demeester. Now's the time to start milking time off the clock. Lead back up to 11. Demeester coming off a high, fully screen the ball to Wilbur. Wilbur draws a double team. She's called for a double dribble as Youngs was breathing down her neck. Well, it's a good thing the Cardinals had this uh, cushion because few too many turnovers trying to milk that clock, but boy, those two steals in a row by Foley for two layups uh, really got them back in command here. At the end of this contest, we will have the second of our three Coldwater High School Athletic Hall of Fame induction mini ceremonies, so stay tuned for that. In addition to our post-game stats scoring summary and an interview with head coach Ken Smoker on this very busy night, it always is when it's Hall of Fame night, Hastings ball. Ball comes to the right corner. Foley blocks a three-pointer attempted by Isabel Storm. We get a whistle and a foul inside on the battle for the ball. And for the Cardinals, Mallory Wilbert with her second foul, the team seventh. It was a shooting foul, so Chelsea Ertner, who came in during that last stoppage in play, will go up and shoot a pair with a minute five left. First one. Good. Timeout. Timeout, Cardinals. See, do they take their uh, final 30? No, they'll take a full one. We'll take a break as well. It's 41-31 Coldwater, a minute five left. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskewood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskewood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HessKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. I'm Carmen Case, and Sherry Hala Homes and Recreational Properties has a new name, Case Realty Group. When you're thinking real estate, buying or selling, think of me, Carmen Case, at Case Realty Group, formerly Sherry Hala Homes, your local real estate connection and lake specialist. Check us out online at caserealtygroup.com. A new name, but the same great service and expertise in Branch and Hillsdale counties. Sherry Hala Homes is now Case Realty Group. Go to Case Realty Group.com. That's caserealtygroup.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Coming out of the Coldwater timeout, Ellie Foley calling to Jayla Sloan to swap places in the lane as Chelsea Ertner gets ready to shoot her second of two awarded free throws. 
she made and made, and so the lead is back to nine, 41-32 Cardinals. Ellie Foley's being trailed in the backcourt. She gets it across the timeline, and now she'll go to the back right corner of the front court. Try to run some time off the clock. Draws a Carly Warner foul with 52 and a half seconds left and sending Eliana to the free throw line. Well, and uh, Coach Smoker feels very confident with her at the line. Was talking to Coach Buckland earlier, uh, Sean, and Brandon Downs is the guy uh, he would like to see at the line at the end of a close game. Uh, These are the two best free throw shooters on their respective teams. First to two from Ellie is good. Remember a week and a half ago in the game up at Grand Ledge when the Comets were assessed a technical foul? Who did the Cardinals send up to the line? Yeah. Brandon Downs. Right. He he made both of those free throws, incidentally. Ellie Foley makes both of her free throws here. The lead back up to 11. He's made 30 out of 36, I believe it was, on the season. Well, we'll double-check the huddle stats. Brooklyn Young's... Misses a three-pointer deep from the left wing. Rebound by Mallory Wilbur. She loses the dribble. Karen Miller diving after the ball along with Hastings' Bailey Lewis. Jump ball, possession arrow. Now they say the ball actually did go out of bounds. So it'll be Hastings' ball. The inbound comes to Chelsea Ertner. Passed on by Jayla Sloan. Sloan, a two-on-two break. Layup is short. Battle for the rebound is won eventually by Hay. But time is running out. There's 20 seconds left. Bailey Lewis passes to Brooklyn Youngs. 12 seconds left. Saxons trail by 11. The ball back to Brooklyn Youngs. Pass to the left wing. Three-pointer is an air ball. Rebound fully, and that's going to be it. A big second half for the Coldwater Cardinals, and they beat the Hastings Saxons 43-32. Cardinals improved to 9-5 overall, 6-3 in the Interstate 8. Saxons dropped to 9-6 overall, 5-4 in league play. Athletic Hall of Fame induction ceremony part two coming up in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. This is Joe. And this is Carrie. From, from the, the Furniture, furniture and, and Matches Warehouse in Coldwater. We have over 300 recliners in stock. And more than 100 sofa and love seats, too. Don't forget about our sectionals in stock and ready to ship. Furniture Matches Warehouse has bedroom groups, dining room sets, everything ready for immediate delivery. Plus, we have same as cash financing and a no credit needed lease to own program, too. Furniture and Matches Warehouse, half mile east of Meyer, US 12, in Cold water. Look for the long red building. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Becca Bobo and Mackenzie Zinn into our Coldwater Hall of Fame. And tonight we have two more out of our seven inductees here with us tonight to honor. As we again continue this ceremony, then our fourth inductee tonight is Brendan Spangler. Brendan graduated in 2016. Ooh. 
He participated in one year of football, four years of basketball, and four years of baseball. Brendan was limited to one year of football after an injury, and in basketball he participated on underclassmen teams for two years, and then was on the varsity for two years. Brendan was a spot starter during his time and was elected as captain his senior year for the Cardinal Hoopers. In baseball, Brendan was a four-year starter for Coldwater. He was a big part of the, an outstanding run during his four years. Two league championships, four district titles, two regional finalists, and a regional championship highlighted the team results during his four years on the varsity team. The Cardinals posted a record of 111-49 during his tenure. Individually, Brennan was named All-Conference two times, All-District three times, All-Region three times, and as a senior was named a first-team All-State performer. He was also named to the Interstate 8 Academic Team and was Academic All-District and All-Region twice. As for Coldwater season results, Brennan broke records for hits with 59 and doubles in a season with 17. His 465 batting average is fifth all-time, and he is third all-time in runs scored with 41. Recording 39 RPIs placed him seventh overall, and he is in the top 20 in three other categories as well. In statewide record, record recognition, Brendan is listed in the top 30 all-time in six seasons of career records. Highlights include his 52 career doubles, placing him tied for sixth in the state books. Brendan's 17 doubles in a single season have earned him a tie for 11th in all time. Defensively, Brendan played second base and made only 21 errors in 529 chances while quarterbacking the infield. Brendan has graduated from Grand Valley State University with a bachelor's degree in biomedical science and is currently finishing his master's at GVSU in biomedical statistics. During his time at GVSU, Brendan tied, tried out and played club baseball for their school team, traveling the mid Midwest, competing against other college teams. Two years in a row, their teams made the regional tournament, just missing the Club Baseball World Series one year. It is a student-run organization, and Brendan was elected to serve as the treasurer one season and the head coach another season. Brendan has also coached in Coldwater with several local summer teams and was the assistant varsity coach for the high school team in 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, let's congratulate Brendan Spangler. Our fifth inductee this evening is Logan Taggart. Logan graduated from CHS in 2015 and is being inducted for his outstanding effort as a three-sport athlete. Logan competed in football, basketball, and track and field, earning 10 varsity letters. He earned four letters in track, three in football, and three in basketball. As if that were not enough to be chosen as a Hall of Fame inductee, wait until you learn of his accolades. In basketball, Logan earned second-team all-conference as a junior and earned academic honors both his junior and senior seasons. His football career is filled with honors as he was crowned an all-state offensive lineman his senior season and earned special mention all-state in two polls as a defensive lineman.
He was honored with all conference awards as a junior and senior and was voted the most valuable defensive lineman in the Cardinals both his junior and senior years. Logan was honored as being academic all-conference as well as being a conference senior scholar athlete award winner his senior year. Logan's excellence really stood out in the throwing events as he led the Cardinals to a league championship in 2015 after a second place in the regional and a fifth place finish in the state meet for the throws. His accolades include two league championships in both the discus and shot put, along with three regional championships in the discus and two in the shot put. He also went on to win the state championship in the shot put as a junior and the discus as a senior. He held both the shot put and discus school record and was an all-state selection three times. Logan competed with Team Michigan in the Midwest Meet of Champions and qualified for the New Balance National Meet in both the throwing events. Logan was deemed an academic all-state award winner all three times. Logan continued his career as a thrower at Central Michigan University, adding the hammer and weight throw along with the discus. He competed in all events and earned all-conference four times and all-American honors as well. He was a four-time NCAA regional qualifier and made it to the national championships one year. He is also the record holder in the weight throw and second in the hammer throw as he earned the title of MAC champion three times in the hammer and weight throw. Logan then continued his career at Indiana while in graduate school. He competed for IU and ended up as their number three in the hammer throw. He finished fifth in the outdoor Big Ten championship during his time there. Logan, as mentioned before, won as many awards academically and through sportsmanship as he did through competition. The list is incredible as every year he was honored with a plethora of honors. The one that stands out that what, the one that stands out is that he was the Big Ten Outstanding Sportsmanship Award winner, selected from one male and one female athlete from each Big Ten university. Logan is now a financial advisor working in Fremont, Indiana. Logan, let's everybody, ladies and gentlemen, give Logan a round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could give Logan and Brendan just one more round of applause, please. Yes, Logan, don't lift too many heavy things, that's for sure. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you, out in the gym lobby in the cafeteria, there are some sweets that have been cooked by our National Honor Society. If you would like to go out there and purchase one of those cakes or those uh, sugary treats, that will help their fundraising. Also, there's some important information out there about an upcoming bond vote that's happening in May this year for our school to help renovate parts of our high school and also replace the oldest existing parts of the high school here tonight. Thank you again and let's enjoy a great game. Sean Watson and Mike Murphy back here at the Coach Floyd Eby Gymnasium after part two of our three-part CHS Athletic Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, before we talk about these uh, two that were just inducted, Logan Taggart and Brendan, Ta Ta uh, Brendan Spangler, rather, thinking about uh, your wife Terry actually bought us some brownies from that bake sale. <laughs> they were good. They were very good, yeah. I'll tell you, these two, Sean, I had quite a bit uh, uh, connection with, and 
you know, I think uh, Bill Milne's kind of summed it up for these two, Brendan Spangler and Logan Taggart, in the sportsmanship area. These are just two outstanding young men who were blessed with outstanding parents. Um, I had Logan in seventh grade basketball. Um, had Brendan when I was helping Coach Petsko at the ninth grade level. Just, uh, you know, a coach's dream to have athletes like, like these two. And uh, so very, very... Uh, uh, welcome and fun to see these two go in. So we're in between games of our varsity girls and boys doubleheader. It's the Coldwater Cardinals and the Hastings Saxons. The girls game they wrapped up a few minutes ago. Uh, I thought the Cardinals were going to struggle uh, like they did in the game up in December when I saw that halftime score of 18 to 10. But boy, did they turn it on in the third quarter. A 21-3 frame, and they came up with a 43-32 win. Boy, it was like night and day, wasn't it? You know, the, the light came on in that second half. And, and as you said, I think probably their best quarter of the season, 21-3. to three, And uh, just the way that they played in that quarter was, was outstanding. They shored up some issues that they had in that first half with offensive rebounding by Hastings and, and just had some, some beautiful assists in that quarter. Very impressive. Now let's go over the scoring summary and stats as we await the arrival of Coldwater head coach Ken Smoker for the post-game interview. Our stats are presented by Hillside Motor Sales. You will love the deals on late model cars, SUVs, vans, and hybrids at Hillside Motor Sales in Coldwater at the same location since 1973. Making miles of smiles with great deals you gotta love. Hillside Motor Sales on the curb Coldwater or online hillsidemotorsales.com. For the Coldwater Cardinals, who are now 9-5 and five overall, 6-3 and three in the Interstate 8, helping to break up a little bit the log jam for third place in the Interstate 8. Uh, they were led by Ellie Foley's 15 points, 11 from Mallory Wilbur, 9 from Anna Demeester, 4 from Ellie Anderson, and 2 apiece for Jayla Sloan and Kara Miller. That was their 43 points in 4 Hastings. They dropped into fourth place at uh, nine and six overall, five and four in the I-8. Nobody got into double figures this time. Uh, your two leading scorers, Bailey Cook and Madison Pettengill, had six apiece. Chelsea Ertner and Carly Warner with five apiece. Brooklyn Youngs with three. Bailey Lewis with three. Macy Winnegar, team's leading scorer coming in, only had three and they were all in the fourth quarter. And a single free throw for Brianna Barnes. That was their 32 by the quarters. 8-2 in the first for Hastings. 10-8 in the second for the Saxons. Big third quarter for the Cardinals. They outscored the Saxons 21-3 and 12-11 in the fourth. We are now joined by the head coach, Ken Smoker, as he gets ready to uh, put the headset on and talk about a uh, big win over the Hastings Saxons. Congratulations, coach. Uh, what did you tell them? at half uh, to prompt them to come out to a big 21-3 edge in the frame. And uh, can you uh, sum it up without uh, taking us off the air? Uh, sure can. I <laughs> Funny. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say it was a tale of two halves. The first half, we had no energy, no physicality. We didn't do anything defensively. We were horrible. We were very fortunate to be down eight. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I went in there and challenged them. I don't really challenge this group. I think they work hard all the time, but we weren't being we weren't prepared, and we were getting beat everywhere on the floor. I actually really got after them. 
and then I let Carly speak, and then I spoke again, and she challenged them as well. And and the only message I gave them in the second half, or when we went in after the game here, is I said, the only lesson I want you to learn from here is you just learn what you are capable of doing when you play hard, play with physicality, and play with an intensity, because that's what a difference in the second half. Yeah, that's what we, we said, Coach. Uh, uh, they came out with energy, passion, and uh, just a beautiful assist to set each other up. Yeah, they, you know, I don't know if it's because we weren't at school today, you know, always that takes time out, and oftentimes we do a shoot around to get them moving, but we didn't, we just had them in early, but yeah, it was just amazing, the transformation, but you know, we got a couple quick threes from Anna and Mal to get that spike going, but one telling stat, in the first half, they had 12 offensive rebounds for eight second chance points, and in the second half they had two offensive rebounds and all of a sudden we're getting whistles for them going over our back and it's amazing what happens when you do that and, uh, and coach kelly pointed out they scored 14 points in the second half but he said if it wasn't for a couple just losing a ball because we weren't handling it in the last minute they wouldn't have hit double figures but you know what i told them they got some mental toughness because a lot of times when a coach gets after a group they can fold but they bounced back and came out and played. How about the job uh, Kara Miller mainly did on Weidegger? Yeah, Kara, you know what? Carly had, she challenged them to make a personal goal when we played uh, Lumen Christie, you know, because Lumen was struggling. They lost their best player. And Kara, I just talked to her yesterday in practice. She wrote a big thing. Her goal was to make five points, but she didn't get it. But she said, that's not my role on this basketball team. My job is to play defense, get kids open, and take care of the basketball. And she's accepted that role. And, I mean, that's what she did. She had old Weininger a little flustered. And then how about uh, Jayla Sloan? I thought had a real strong second half, too. She's giving you some good minutes. Yeah, she's uh, really, she, you know, she didn't get to play Tuesday. You know that story. And it was right. bothering her, but she's just a tough kid. I'm. She's a... Uh, She'll do anything you ask of her. If you correct her one time, she's not going to make that same mistake again. I just got a bunch of girls that uh, are willing to work hard, and they do what you ask. And I don't know. It was just a great, a great comeback, and I'm just happy for them. I was curious as to what the practice schedule looked like with the three straight snow days that we had. Well, we we nobody was allowed to practice on uh, Wednesday. We came in from one or two to four yesterday and had a good practice, and then. I usually have them out at 5 o'clock on the floor if we have a doubleheader like this. Uh, I bet you I had four girls here before 4.30 out here on the court shooting. Yeah, good to see. How about looking ahead, Coach? Uh, we play Portage Northern. I don't know a lot about them yet. And all I know is I told you the other day, you know, our goal, we set our goal to take second place in the league. And right now beating, beating uh, Hastings, we were tied with them for third. That puts us there in Westerns playing Northwest. We might be in third place all by ourselves. And we got the team one game or a game ahead of us. We play them on Thursday night. And you know we moved our game up to Thursday. No, Next we didn't. week at Marshall. Yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, what, uh, is the, the boys are playing home here, and we're going up there on Thursday. It's their uh, breast cancer awareness night. So, so both games uh, next week against Marshall will be next Thursday? No. no. Just the girls. We just ha the girls. I have a conflict on Friday. 
So they have agreed to move us up to play Thursday. The boys will still be here on Friday at home. Just wanted to get that to clarify for the fans listening. Yeah. So Maybe you guys should make come make a trip up there. Well, that would be four games be okay for with us. Me. All right. <laughs> uh, Ken Smoker, head coach of the Coldwater Cardinal girls. Uh, we will actually see you in a week and a half, see how the Cardinals fare against the Western Panthers. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. It is Ken Smoker joining us on our Between Game show. The Coldwater Cardinals beating the Hastings Saxons tonight, 43-32. to And incidentally, as we take a look at the Portage Northern Husky girls, the Cardinals' opponent coming up next Monday, uh, they currently have a 4-10 record. They are winless in the Smack West. And they actually lost to Loy Norks last night, 49-47. So uh, should be an interesting game uh, up at the Portage Northern Igloo next Monday. At the Igloo, yeah. It's been a while since we've been there. I just now, wanted to follow up, Sean, if I could for a minute on those last two inductees, you know. Um, Brendan Spangler. Uh and uh, Logan Tagger. You know, I saw Logan walking out with Mike McConnell, one of our teachers here in the high school, and, and he helps with the throwers and track. And he's had all three of those Tagger brothers, and uh, I know they give him a lot of credit for their success in track. And uh, so good to, good to mention that. And as we mentioned, both those young men just uh, very deserving and uh, really strong Strong parenting, strong sportsmanship. Now back on to uh, this girls' basketball game that just wrapped up. Uh, let's hear about the stats that you were able to keep track of. Obviously, uh, we had uh, turnovers for days for both teams. We did. Uh, 16 for Hastings, 20 on the Cardinals. Um, Mal Wilbur again with a strong game. 11 points with her four rebounds, two assists, three steals. We had uh, Kara Miller, three rebounds and an assist, but her work on their leading scorer, Weiniger, was outstanding. It's Weiniger, as in vinegar. Yeah, yep. Demeester with three rebounds and a steal. We had uh, Emma Porter on the uh, court. We didn't see Emma as much as we have in recent games, but Ellie Foley with her 15 points, five rebounds, four steals. She got a block and drew a charge. Did she have any assists? Didn't have her with an assist. Wow. She might have She might have had some. Uh, had a big second half, as did the team. Jayla Sloan, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. Ellie Anderson, better second half on the boards. Give her five rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Macy Stout with a rebound on the night. That's our individual Cardinal stats. Player of the game, who do you want to go with tonight? Well, uh, it's not somebody that has a lot of stats, but, but I like Kara Miller with her defense. Uh, she's not really a scorer per se. You heard Coach Smoker talk about that, but her defense, I thought, on uh, Winnegar was really impressive. I, I like that. She held Macy Winnegar, who averages between 11 and 12 points a night, to just three points, all of them in the fourth quarter. Miller herself finished with two points, three rebounds, and an assist. I like that. Congratulations, Kara Miller. And our girls' basketball game on Hall of Fame night, you are our McDonald's player of the game. 
Are you or your kids looking for a job with a flexible work schedule with a higher pay scale than ever? The perfect opportunity is available at your local McDonald's. All three McDonald's locations in Coldwater, Quincy, and Bronson have openings right now. They'll work around school and sports schedules, and they're paying up to $14 per hour based on availability. Stop in for more information or go online to McDonald's.com. Find that perfect, great-paying job right now at your local McDonald's.